Welcome to Talking Bollocks. And now over to your host, Howard H. Smith. What a cut. And thank you, strange uh, strange woman, um, for the intro there. And um, yes, hello, welcome back. It is Talking Bollocks. Congratulations, you found us. You're back, you found us for the first time, whatever. This is the normal gobshit bit that I do at the beginning. Um, I am your host, Howard H. Smith. Um, I uh, I do stand up. I used to sing uh, as Keith Platt, the character. I used to sing. We uh, used to, still do, currently singing. Uh, well, let's not call it singing. Um, vocalist in um, uh, UK thrash band Acid Rain back in the day, um, and that's all going to be coming back very soon. Just completed the lineup, so that's rocking. Woo! Um, we're actually having our first five piece rehearsal um, uh, in a week's time, um, so that's going to be fucking rocking. So possibly, don't know whenever. Whenever you're listening to this, um, uh, we will have rehearsed by now in the full lineup, and uh, announcements will be coming soon as to who does what and who's in the band, etc. So um, that's going to be cool. Um, there you go. Just totally let my ego run away with the intro to the podcast there. But let's face it, the intro is pretty much just my ego. Go- well, who are we kidding? Intro, the whole fucking thing is just my ego all over the place. But um, hey, some of you seem to like it. And you know, if you don't, what the fuck are you listening for? Um, so yes, this is it. We're back. Talking bollocks. You can find us um, on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, I'm not going to tell you um, what the fucking handle is or any of that. Just go fucking find it. Do it, do it yourselves, you know? You, you, you're grown men and women and boys and children or whoever the fuck listens, I don't know. But you're grown. You can use a search engine. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You found the podcast, didn't you? I said Twitter again. I hate that. Twitter. There's three T's in Twitter. Um, and, um, yeah, if this is your first time, <laughs> can you believe it? This shit is for real. This happens every month. Um, and some people even um, even subscribe every month. And whilst I was saying, oh, you know, you can you can find um, you can you can find us on you know Facebook, and you you, you know you can search us out. Um, a, a quick shout out, a special shout out um, on our YouTube page um, uh, this month had a um, uh, had a comment from Malcolm Bojangles. There you are, Malcolm Bojangles. If you're listening, um, it was on the YouTube page. Um, please unsubscribe and never listen to the podcast again. You cunt. Yes, there we go. First uh, proper cunt of the uh, of the podcast. Yes, Malcolm Bojangles on the YouTube channel left a comment underneath the Gene Hogland um, edition that was there's the latest or was the latest. This will be the latest now, but was the latest then on YouTube saying, "What time does the Dark Angel interview start?" My comment back was, would you like me to listen to the interview as, would you like me to listen to it for you as well? You fucking useless waste of space, you useless waste of flesh and bones, you collection of lungs and organs that should just be fucking thrown in a sack of cats and chucked in a river. You can, it took, it, it took longer to type the comment, what time does the Dark Angel interview start, than it would to just clicking through the fucking bar at the bottom and waiting until you hear the interview starting and back up a little bit, you fucking dick. Honestly, I do not want listeners like that. Malcolm, Bojangles, fuck off. Fuck off somewhere else. I don't want you subscribing to the podcast or listening to it again. Fuck off. Everybody's cool here. We're all cool. We buy music. We understand how the business works. We like to, we, you know, we like to support bands. We like cool shit. We go old school. We go new school. I'd like to think we're kind of fairly old school, but with a, a modern outlook. We're open-minded, unless it's women fronting metal bands, and that's me just being a cock. But, you know, when there is a good woman fronting a metal band, I promise I will say, yeah, rockin'. 
But what the fuck, guys? What the fuck? What the fuck are you fucking... Da- that is just Malcolm Bojangles. Fuck off. So there you go. That's um, that's a great way to start the podcast, isn't it? Telling one particular listener who's gone out of his way to comment on the uh, YouTube channel to fuck off. That's it. Yeah, anybody who doesn't put anything vaguely um, uh, uh, vaguely complimentary is going to get told to fuck off and never listen again. Uh, I really am a twat, but uh, apparently that is what a lot of you tune in for. So there you go. Tune in. Done it again, you twat! I am going to stop saying that, I promise. Forever. Anyway, um, it's been an upbeat start to the podcast, but I need to bring it down a little bit now because one of the... I would say probably definitely in my top 10 all-time favourite live gigs ever would be the Twisted Sister Come Out and Play Tour at Manchester Apollo. Memorable for several several reasons. One of my favourite memories is um, Shy, a UK AOR band who was supporting that night, did their last song and said, who wants another one? And I stood on my chair on the balcony and said, um, fuck off your shit. And, uh, and the singer went... Um, well, that sounds like fuck off your shit to me. And I thought, yeah, everyone I was with was like, dude, he heard you. Um, but anyway, the, the, the main attraction was, was Twisted Sister, who were fucking awesome. Um, you know, every, you, you've got to love those, those first fucking three albums are, are just rocking. Um, four albums, the first four, actually. It's pretty, well, um, uh, Under the Blade, Can't Stop Rock and Roll, and um, uh, Stay Hungry. And even come out and play to a certain extent. First three, four, I'm absolutely rocking. And uh, and the main man who played drums on there was AJ Perro, who unfortunately um, passed away at the age of 55, I believe, um, being found dead in his bunk whilst touring with um, Adrenaline Mob. Shame it wasn't Mike Portnoy, eh? Yes, I did just say that. Strap yourselves in. Um, so, uh, yeah, just a real, uh, you know, a real tribute to the guy. Um, powerhouse of a drummer. Awesome live band. And anybody who can st- who can spend more than ten days in a band with Dee Schneider is got my ultimate respect. Um, oh, he's all right. He just makes out he's a twat. But um, yeah, just really, really sad news. Um, and um, and that kind of goes into um, into the next. And we just see this seems to be a glut of really cool musicians dying, and it's just it's a fucking real shame. Um, but I, you know. I guess that's what happens when, you know, you get older. Um, speaking of which, it was my 45th birthday yesterday. Woohoo! Yep, and I'm perfectly comfortable with that. If you are in your 30s or 40s and um, feeling like, oh, I'm so old, and you use age as an excuse to not do things and stuff like that, yeah, that's not me, and don't project that onto me. I'm more than happy with 45. You know why? Every day above ground. Not fucking dead seems like a fuck bonus to me all right so there we go anyway happy birthday to me um fucking hell i'm on it aren't i um so anyway yeah um uh, moving into from aj perro moving on to aforementioned d schneider and uh, just a really cool comment that um that he made on uh, on blabbermouth which i've actually um uh and thank you blabbermouth for doing a whole a whole article about talking bollocks and I inter- my interview with gene but i say thank you blabbermouth that is my mate gene being just the fucking cool dude he is and using uh, and and putting up getting their P, getting Dark Angels PR machine behind it, and really meaning that that's been wet, the, the most successful episode of Talking Bollocks ever. Um, and that's thanks to not only Gene being like Gene and his name carrying weight, but just the fact that he got the Dark Angel machine behind it, and that was really fucking cool. Podcast has been appearing everywhere; it got shared like fuck. And you know what a guy. And and I mean, I know you all listen to that podcast, and you, you, at the end of the interview, you go, "What a cool guy Gene Hoglin is." And you know what? Yeah, you're fucking right. He is. Um, 
So anyway, uh, just going back a step, uh, thank you, Blabbermouth. On Blabbermouth was a comment by D. Schneider, and he said this. It's great. It's an anti-Kiss comment, so obviously, gotta love it. He says, my theory is, Kiss fans forgave Kiss for I was made for loving you. And anything, and, and anything is acceptable after that. It was a disco song, people. It's not okay. It was never okay. And they're playing it live now. Unbelievable. They play I Was Made For Loving You, a fucking disco song. What a top man. D. Schneider hits the nail on the head. Kiss shit. Not only do they just merchandise the fuck out of it. No, one, no wonder they did invent selling out as a band. But they... They're still doing it now. It's unbelievable. Not only all of that, but they're shit. They're fucking shit. The amount of American artists who seem to be inspired by Kiss, like fucking members of Slayer and, and Anthrax, Scotty and Big Kiss fans, it's just like, for fuck's sake, really? Just fucking lightweight rock. Lightweight. Not as heavy as the image. You got fooled by the image. I don't know about anybody else, but when I discovered Kiss, and I saw that image, and you know, the all painted faces and all that, excuse me, moving shit around, because I'm not organised, as you know, and um, I saw that image, and I just thought, you know, fucking hell, these guys are going to be fucking amazing, you know, and they fucking seriously weren't. Um, and to show what a, um, uh, what's the word, uh, yeah, 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 I fall into trying to, <laughs> man tries to remember word, what a great podcast. Um, I want to say contortionist, but that's not the right word. Um, oh, fuck it. Anyway, just to be a, a, a prove that I, I can see both sides of the coin. One of my phrases that I keep digging out all the time, both sides of the coin, um, is uh, is I'm now going to agree with Gene Simmons. Um, uh, me and Cy uh, in Annihilated, the interview that's coming up later, we'll be talking about it, so I'm not going to go on too much. But basically, Gene Simmons was basically saying that it, Kiss... Metallica and a few other bands are the, uh, are the only ones out there who aren't using some form of backing tracks. And um, I had somebody come on, sorry, I can't remember your name, mate, but um, came onto the uh, the Facebook page and was like, oh, I think it's Pete Gray, might be Pete Gray, came on the Facebook and saying, oh yeah, what a load of crap. Unfortunately, Gene Simmons is right and fair fucks to him for, um, for, for coming out and saying this. Um, he's right. Um, I very recently found out within the last month uh, a band that um, that I know of and that you'll all know of who basically fucking play along to the album live. The only thing that is um, the only thing that is live is vocals, solos, and drums. All the rhythm guitar, all the bass, all the backing vocals. It's all all fucking samples. They are just playing along to the fucking album. And apparently. Yeah, this is this is rife, and it, I just find it incredibly disappointing, as I'm sure some of you out there will, that the one thing metal has always had going for it is its integrity, the musician's ability to play the music. When people go, oh, every metal is just a noise, you have to explain to them that, no, you're just used to listening to a melody and a beat. You think that's music, but it's not. It's the bass drums, it's the toms, it's the cymbals, it's the bass guitar, it's the, it's the rhythm guitar, it's the lead guitar, it's the vocals, it's the lyrics. It's tons of things to listen to. Um, and people that you like are just shit musicians, and our guy's the fucking real deal. Well, thanks, Clock. Um, you can't be the real deal if you pro tool in the fuck out of your albums, and then you don't even have to fucking reproduce it live either, because you're playing long to said album. It's, it's, it's a fucking disgrace, but apparently, like I said, it is rife. A band gets to that certain level... And from then on, that's it. Their management will not, will not, they cannot afford any mistakes. It's like, what the fuck? Oh, will you fuck off clock? Two clocks in this room. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, that was clock, by the way. Um, if it was Cox, there'd be three. 
those two uh, uh, and mine. Anyway, um, tangent. So yeah, it, it's just fucking outrageous, and um, and I, I can't believe it. And if you find or suspect bands that you like doing this, fucking call them out on it. Call them out on it. It is not fucking good enough, right? When when Acid Rain make our our, our, appear, our reappearance, which we will be in a few months, um, we won't be using backing tracks. Can't fucking afford it for a start. But seriously, I mean, Christ, you know, gee, that is not what metal is about. It's the fundamental fucking corrosion of the foundations of metal is playing to backing tracks, and you need to stop. And everyone out there, call anyone out on it, even if it's your favourite bands. Fucking call them out on it. Tell them you won't go and see them live again. You will not buy their stuff. You will not. They were losing you as a customer if they continue to do that shit okay ran over i've had enough about it anyway um, i'd like to thank music for nations for my music for nations t-shirt which i just happen to be wearing right now thank you very much guys um and uh yeah we're, there's a little bit of stuff going on there some interesting conversations going on not about releases but uh, I, i'll fill you in when things come to more of a head that was a waste of fucking words wasn't it i've basically just said nothing there i've just thanked them for a t-shirt and then teased you about something that i'm not actually able to deliver sorry about that what a twat. Um, moving on, uh, cool stuff to listen to uh, this month. Uh, by the way, Periphery, Alpha and Amiga is still kicking my ass. Because we say ass because when you sound uh, say ass, it sounds wrong. That is going to be coming up later. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's still fucking awesome. so much music to listen to. I mean, it is Pro Tool to fuck, but those guys can fucking play. Um, so seriously, it is worth checking out. Um, uh, the other thing that's worth checking out, uh, seriously, set, b- took me back in time. Agnostic Front, The American Dream Died. What a fucking cracking, boot stomping, meat and potatoes, hardcore album that is. That You've got to check it out. Um, and, and just, yeah, do it. Um, it is an awesome album. It really took me back to classic old, um, Agnostic Front. It is a, it really is a great album. There's some really cool lyrics on there. It's not all, you know, like, we're fucking rock hard. No, it, is, it is just, you know, if you ever liked Agnostic Front and you kind of lost touch or you've kind of just lost touch with that that kind of, you know, sort of and, um, New York hardcore scene, that is the album to get you back into it, um, in my humble opinion. So do check it out. Um, and the other thing that is absolutely rocking my world at the moment is the new Therapy album, Disquiet. Um uh, not a massive therapy fan, as I had to disclose to their drummer, Neil, former drummer of The Beyond, when I interviewed him this month. I'll tell you a little bit more about that in a minute. Um, what an album. What an album. I mean, I, I loved Troublegum, thought it was amazing, but I've really disconnected with therapy for many, many years. Um, and this new album, Disquiet, is just rocking, guys. It really is. Check it out. Um, I did put a clip up there of the of the single. Um, there is some monster tunes on it. Um, uh, th- there really is, and there's some massive riffs, and there's like total Sabbath tribute vocals in one song, and it is just, it is really, really good, really good, um, and uh, it's, it's in my head. I find myself fucking singing it all the time. So it, yeah, definitely worth checking out, guys. Definitely worth checking out. Um, uh, the the new Therapy album, Disquiet. I have a CD of it, obviously, because um, I'm not a twat. So uh, yeah, buy it. Go out, get it, however you get it, download it, whatever, but pay for it. Awesome album, loving it. Um, and there's going to be a new a new Megadeth album. Really, Dave? Anybody give a shit? You know, Chris Adler's going to be on it. Great. That means the drums are going to be good. I can't believe that people go like, oh, Chris Adler's going, oh, it's going to be fucking amazing. No, it means the drums will be amazing. 
That's very far off from being A, a good album, or have anything to do with the songs, yeah? I mean, I don't know about you, but I do not go, oh, there's some great songs on there. Yeah, the drums are brilliant, yeah. Yeah, because because of the, the songs are brilliant because of the drums? No, no. If a song is brilliant because of the drums, it's probably a pretty shit song. So um, the drums should be just like, you know, a, a highlight. They should be kicking ass, hauling a great song along, setting the standard. But, you know... Don't let, let's just, after Super Cunter, the jury is out, Dave, and that fucking Bible-bashing bass player you've brought in. Ever since fucking Aleftson turned up, it's it's all gone wrong, in my opinion, and whether that's got anything to do with, you know, him sucking Jesus' knob every chance he gets, I don't know. And I do apologise, if you are a Christian, um, I am sorry, I am, I obviously you know what's coming next, I'm sorry you're a Christian, I'm not, sorry, no, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to drive a wedge between any of us, you know, I, whatever your religion is your religion, you know, whatever magical cloud-dwelling being gets you through the day, fine, if you need that, fine, That that's good for you, um... It's just a bit disappointing when you find out that Morbid Angels drummer has discovered, you know, How I Fell in Love with God was the name of the article that I read. Do you know what, mate? Not interested. Not interested. Really not. That was, that's my phone. The battery's about to pack up. It better fucking not, because all my notes are on it. Um, yeah, really not interested. Pete Sandoval, How I Fell in Love with God. You know, it's always when, yeah, it's always when they're at a fucking, when they're at a low ebb. It's always when, in other words, when you're fucking vulnerable. Someone comes along and starts spoon feeding you shit you want to hear because you'll just, you, you, you're desperate. You need something to hang on to to make life seem worthwhile. And do you know what? If that gets you off alcohol, if that gets you off drugs, if that gets you through the day, that's absolutely fine. But. You know, I don't want to hear about it, and I don't want—I don't want you telling me about it. And and I mean, just just even soccer players scoring a goal, crossing themselves—that—that that fucking winds me up. Even worse when they start getting down and giving the old fucking praying. For fuck's sake, what's the goalkeeper doing then? Hey, well, who's he worshiping? Satan? Because you just smashed the ball past him. What kind of cunt is that goalkeeper? If you're getting on your knees and thanking God, was obviously behind you as a as, as a striker banging the goal in a goal in the back of the net. That must be some kind of cunt stood behind the other goal, in, in the goal, mustn't he? Anyway, I don't know, is that how it works? I don't fucking know. Jesus. I'm just, oh, there he is. <laughs> Jesus, nice to see you popping in. Um, so anyway, yeah, this is the usual. This is how it normally goes, by the way. So, um, yeah, anyway. Um, do you know what? I think um, I think that really is some, some world-class bullshit I've been uh, jabbering there. Um, and I'm just going to pause there, having having probably managed to slag off anybody with any kind of religious leanings um, listening to the podcast. Seriously, all faiths are welcome. All faiths are welcome, whether you're atheist, agnostic, whether you're you follow Islam, whether you're um, uh, I, I don't know Seventh Day Adventist. Apparently, that's the thing. Um, then you, you are. You are all welcome. And um, you know, if you were offended, then it, it, it kind of comes with the territory. You know, that's it, it, I mean. If you get offended at something that I say on here and decide to take the huff, well, it, it, you know, I, I've probably offended most people at some point or another whilst doing this podcast. So, you know, you can't all of a sudden go, oh, no, I, finally, right, no, that's it. He said that, that about that, right, I'm offended, I'm going to fuck off. Well, you know, yeah, you just it's just me. It's just words, you know, so just take it easy. And and if no one is offended, that would be even better, wouldn't it? Um, so, anyway, moving on... Um, I'm going to crack on. It's a, 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 um, 
a short little interview. This is with Reed Mullen of COC. He did a couple of weeks ago. I was hoping um, that it might be I might grab a few words with Pepper, but um, unfortunately he wasn't doing press. So, but anyway, Reed is a lovely guy, um, as you'll find out. I saw him way back in the day, but um, yeah, really nice guy. We um, and it's funny because I kind of mentioned King Hitter, but I called it King Hitler. What the fuck is wrong with me, guys? You know this is the kind of shit I do, but you should have seen the look on Reed Martin's face when I mentioned Carla Gell's band, who he's doing COC Blind with. I mentioned his new band, King Hitler, and the look on his face was priceless. He was like, King Hitler. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, of course, of course. What a knob. Um, not just on my own here with you guys, but, you know, in interviews with the great and the good. Um, so anyway, guys, here is a um, here's an interview with, uh, with Reed Mullen of COC. Enjoy. Thank you very much. I'll sip a beer outside. I just saw a film at Chinatti Lango. Oh, what a movie. Yeah. What a, it's just, uh, it's like the band. Funny enough, the first band I saw in America was all, actually. <laughs> oh, was it? Yeah, I went, I went over there to work with Jane's Addiction, and they were playing the whiskey on Sunset, that would have made sense. The, the, the R was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'll leave you to it. Right. <laughs> cheers, man, cheers. Um, hello, yeah, uh, so what did you think? The film, the filmage. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I knew, um, I'm old friends with Bill from uh, when I used to book punk, punk shows in, in Raleigh, where I'm right, from. Okay, so right, okay. So I booked Black Flag when he was playing drums with them. Oh, cool. Man. And uh, I think it was my war tour. And I also booked The Descendants, so. So I was old friends oh, with him. Okay. So when uh, COC got back together to do the three-piece punk stuff, yeah, yeah, he came to our show in Denver and he told me the whole story oh, about... Oh, so I had heard he almost died, but I didn't know the full story. I know. Was that? Did you see that in the film? Was that the first you... Yeah, no, he, he had told me before I saw the film. So oh, right. I, okay, I knew right, that right, part right. of it. There's uh, a lot of stuff I didn't know, though, about um, their older members and all that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I know cool. exactly which older member yeah. you're referring yeah, yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So how old were you around this time? 35. Yeah. Oh, that's a bit yeah, uncomfortable, right. man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome band. Awesome yeah. band. Yeah. And just, uh, it's funny, you know, Dave Grohl sums it up in that movie. How were they not fucking huge? Match. I know. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know, but hey, that's, that's one thing that's never changed about the music business, you know. Yeah. Who makes it and who doesn't is just arbitrary. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they're matter. a little before. You know, they yeah. you know, in the nineties there was all those massive bands that kind of aped the uh you know, the the catchiness or tried to anyway of the descendants and the catch you know. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. The, the catchy ass hooks and stuff. That's my that's my phone, I've left my phone on. My apologies. Oh, um so um well basically uh this is uh, this is for a podcast. Um uh, I used to be in a thrash band back in the day, a UK thrash band called Acid Rain, which was oh, okay. a long time ago. Pepper, funnily enough, came to one of our shows when I think him and Carl were over doing press for Blind. Oh, no shit. Uh, yeah. Um, but, um, uh, so that was when they came over to do that. Sorry? I remember when they came over here to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, April 1990. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. And, I, um, and I've been doing, well... I, the band came to an end and I've been a stand-up comic for the last 15 years oh no shit so that's uh-uh. kind of that's what I do now that's my thing now and funnily enough like um, 
Neil was saying, oh, I'm really sorry, the, like, the guest the guest list is horrendous and we're going to have to take you off. I was like, it's no problem, man, I've got a show tonight. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't stay. And he was like, you're the only person who's been fine with it. He's like, everybody else is like, you motherfucker, <laughs> you promised me. I was like, no, and I've, I've got to be, you know, I've got to be in Watford at nine o'clock, so uh, entertaining the good folks over there. But, um, uh, and funnily enough, one of the um, uh, on this month's on March's edition um, is going to be a big long chat out with Gene Hoglan, but also oh yeah, drama special. <laughs> um, but also, I'm going to be playing some. Uh, I'm going to be playing some King Hitler. King Hitler. Carl's new band. Oh, King Hitler. Sorry, King Hitler. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm playing some. I'm playing some. Cheer. Have you Have you heard any of that stuff yet? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's cool. It is good. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm really. I'm, I was. Yeah, um, it's cool. I really like it. Yeah, I do I too. really like it. Yeah. Um, and how is it playing? It seems a bit. It, if you don't mind me saying, it seems a bit weird that you're doing you're doing the blind thing with Carl as well as this. Yeah, I, it's, I think it's. I, I just. Uh, yeah, no, I, yeah, that's just going to be a short little thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not going to get in the way of this. All oh, right. So yeah, Woody, Woody I mean, was uh, Woody's fixing to have a a, a kid, so he's going to take a couple of months off and. Blind, uh, we did a, like a benefit show for the old, she's passed away since, but we were doing a, we did a benefit for Catherine Ludwig, who yeah, yeah, was yeah. the editor of uh, was Metal it? Maniacs. Yes, yes, yeah. She had a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Anyway, so we, uh, we rehearsed and played that show and got a good reaction, so, uh, some people were wanting us to do, do a little bit more. Yeah, no, it wasn't, it wasn't our intention to, <coughs> or mine anyway, to do, uh, the blind thing is just Woody wanted to take some time off, and people were like, "Oh, well, yeah." yeah. No, but I, I think it's, it's it's cool. It's it's weird because it adds it adds yet another kind of splinter to the yeah. history of COC. You know the way it's kind of like there was there was there was the first band, right. <laughs> and then there and then there was kind of like then there was the blind era. Right. Well, the blind era was like quite quick. Carl was there, right? Album. One album, yeah. yeah. And then there's the four of you, and then mm. the three of you come back, and yeah. now it's the four of you again. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I don't know how bored you are of talking about this. It must be pretty fucking bored by now. Yeah. But it's just kind of, I, I, how does it feel having all those different eras? And it's, does it still feel like being in the same band or the same band with just three completely different eras? I mean, well, it was the same band. It mm. is the same band. So uh, I don't know. To a certain extent, it's probably more confusing to our fans much <laughs> yeah. to their chagrin we keep bouncing all over the place you yeah. know what I mean yeah yeah but but the, tr- the family tree keeps <laughs> keeps yeah. branching but I mean you know I mean, Mike Woody and I started the band and yeah yeah and uh, well, and we, we really learned to play music together like when we first started out I know speaking for myself I didn't know what the fuck I was doing I knew two beats you know that and that that's it. Woody taught me though. But that's so all we started you need. the band. That's all you needed. That's all you needed. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a big prerequisite for ability yeah. back then. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It so, all went wrong when you started learning the other beats. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, no, I mean, I don't know. That's that's who we've been. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, we had to do that uh, as a matter of course just to keep the band together. I mean, you know, because yeah. people came and left. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Including myself. So. It was yeah. just uh, to keep the thing going that, um, you know, we changed. And, you know, our tastes changed. Oh, hell, yeah. No, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. 
Yeah, I stay. Yeah, we never really like, play play the old stuff, and it's like, why well, don't you do stuff like the old? It's like, well, because when you, yeah. what is very difficult for a fan to see is yeah. that is the circumstances that go around making music, mm-hmm. and and the circumstances are different, and those circumstances create that music. So, right. funnily enough, when you're in your mid forties, no, you don't write albums like you did when you were in your early twenties. Yeah, it's kind of it just it doesn't work like that, does it? No, <laughs> I mean you know I I still a lot of the enjoy a lot of the punk stuff we did. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, in the, in the early mid eighties. Well, I saw I saw you in um, <coughs> this little test your memory. I saw you in Bradford with Doom. I might have been shit. Right. This is this is pre Blind Era. Yeah, we did Ta- a tour at DRI. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, in a small. Yeah, don't think it was with DRI. Uh, that um, one I don't think DRI was on the tour I think they yeah. had already gone home so we did a little run right after yeah yeah. I know what you're talking about though. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it was just a tiny little mm-hmm. tiny little venue yeah 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 that's yeah. I was there I was there wow. I know we're oh, going shit. way back proper old school yeah for some reason I thought Doom played that because I remember they, they had the logo that was like Discharge yeah yeah they, well they, they may have done I mean I you know, know. We, we, we were just there to see for some reason I thought it was a squad guys. or something I don't know it looked like it. Yeah, yeah it yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. It was. It, I well, remember that show. Why well, I, I lived in the area and oh, I'd, ne- I'd never heard of this venue, you know, and that is never a good sign. <laughs> you, you know what it's like if you're asking yeah. locals and they're going like, the, the what, the what, the and you just think, oh fuck, what are those? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah it was. You and I played enough of those places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, it was weird because it was. Yeah, it, that's a really good point. Because when I got there, the, the the venue was open and there was people kind of milling around and it, it did have that is this kind of like a venue or a house sort of feel to it yeah, yeah, yeah definitely yeah. definitely so um, how did this all come about with I'm, I'm sorry to have, throw this question at you because I'm sure you've heard it a million times but no, how no. did it all come because I mean, there was we internet asked, you know because <laughs> people want to know and it was just as simple as that uh, Pepper and I have been in touch the last couple of years talking about doing something like this right and uh, last year came up the 20th anniversary of the Deliverance album mm-hmm. and I was like oh let's you know let's do a show for the 20th anniversary or whatever. and uh, you know he had stuff going on and we both decided 20th anniversary doesn't really mean that much people would rather see a good show and or maybe more than one so yeah. we decided we'd put it off a little bit till this year and, and do it right you know what I mean as opposed to just a one off yes yes so, absolutely uh, so this is sort of like a litmus test to see uh, for us it was to see if people were as excited about it as we were or you know what I mean I think tonight's sold out show tells you uh, London's message yeah well I think all the shows have been sold out so fuck really yeah so uh, wow so yeah yeah, that's a good sign in this economy that's as good a sign as you could possibly want yeah yeah so uh, you know I I think we're going to hopefully continue on and maybe document some songs we were we record you know or writer rather yeah document some uh, some tunage maybe put an album out that would be cool yeah I, I guess all options are open really just whatever you feel like yeah well as soon as you know we announced that we were going to be doing this all the labels all the sharks started circling yeah you know, circled the wagons yeah yeah uh, well, that, well, that's kind of interesting what what route would you go down I mean are you do, do you do you still have any ties with any labels or are you free to do well I mean do a, lot, a, a lot of friends of ours were on major labels or there's not you know there's not much heavy music on major labels anymore so yeah 
<laughs> a lot of people we know are now with bigger indies and stuff like that. Um, so I don't know. Would Maybe you... we'll do something. I don't know. Well, I hope so. It's it's but it's kind of weird as well because you you can go down your independent route as well, can't you? And just well, that's what we're yeah we'd probably are we doing it ourselves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. really independent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, funnily enough, hey, we're label buddies at the moment because my, my 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 old band we did for like. We did a we did a res- retrospective on Candlelight Records oh, last Candlelight. year. Oh, Candlelight! Yeah, we were on Candlelight. Like, for a while. Yeah, yeah, there, there you Darren. go. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Darren. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there you go. Yeah, we're, we're label buddies. <laughs> um, but it was um, yeah, it's just it's just a fleeting thing. But funnily enough, I'm trying to get I'm trying well, I've tried to get my old band back together, and that's not going to happen. So it's going to be all it's basically the new members at, right, right, and right. me. Um, but it's and it's nowhere near the kind of scale that you you guys are doing but yeah there's definitely that you know initially it was come together for a show and then you just kind of think well actually you know what it's all the same logistics and and, and rehearsals and everything for one show as it is for ten yeah really yeah that's true so just if you're gonna do it might as well go for it that's yeah. what we decided to do so yeah cool and yeah. why any particular reason why UK and Europe were you just well I mean you know I think the United States would was a bigger commitment if we were going to do something like that. So I think we wanted to go over here and test the waters. We knew we were pretty sure that UK would do well, and it was. It, it has been. <clears throat> and I presume as well, you could you get to you get to test more markets in a shorter time span. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Just get an idea of what, yeah. what lies where. Yeah. Cool. And and um, I mean I'm I'm assuming that the, the knock on is going to be there's going to be a great there's going to be uh, an appetite for it in the States as well um, say what there's going to be an appetite obviously for some CFC well yeah people States definitely well. want us to do it yeah yeah, yeah yeah but I think this was more for us to see yeah if how we got along how the you know, if we were still having as much fun as we used to in the old days and all that has come true so it's great as well because you've got you've kind of got all the it's like when when you eventually went your separate ways, I presume it's it's kind of like it's, it's almost like a divorce. It's like an end of a marriage, oh, yeah. isn't it? It's just like it, it's yeah. kind of horrible because there's a sense of Can be. Yeah. there's a sense of failure because you're kind of all going your separate ways, and it's like and then there's that horrible, you know. A couple more minutes, only because this is done. Oh, cheers. And um, yeah, speaking of divorce, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get I mean, out. Being, being a band is you know it is being like being married. Yeah, you know. Except you're married to, instead of one well, person, you're married to several. Well, one of I, I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people in bands, and we've heard, we've had some very interesting things. Was it Chad from Hell Yeah was saying like it's like it's like being married, and when you and when you go out on stage, that's the sex. <laughs> that's kind of true, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, that's the get off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. what that's what uh, that's the release that that makes you put up with each other for yeah. the rest of the day. It's like yeah. oh, at least Rollins used to say that. He said uh, playing live was the get off. And uh, albums with a documentation of the get off yeah 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 yeah. but it is it, it's it's being in that um, are you all sharing a bus as well yeah right okay so it's like backing at the deep end uh, different than being in a van or a splitter yes yeah big improvement and you've got I, I was looking as well you've got you've got to be the only band touring this year who's got a, who's got a Saturday off no oh, I know I know that's weird <laughs> I was up? looking I was like really and we had uh, Friday off last week. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> yeah, that is just a bit strange. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So is it, uh, how long is it since you were back in the UK? How was the last time you were here? 
Last time was the three piece, right? Yeah, uh, which was last year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the very first show, the very first song in Cardiff, the very first hit with the symbols I snapped my rotator cuff in half. Oh, and I had to get that operated on last fall. Fucking hell! Yeah, I had to do the rest of the tour with a fucking ah broken rotator cuff. That oh, shit sucked. God, oh, that was the worst. Yeah, but yeah. um. Last time... Yeah, last time with the boys. Oh, fuck. I guess it was with Metallica. Wow. 97? I guess. Really? Yeah. Fuck. So you guys, when you, you, must have, you must have done Download or something like that. No? No? I don't think so. Shit. Oh, you must have been over here for... You must have been over here for now. I don't know. It's allowed, I guess. They did on, um, I think they did on Ameris Volume Dealer and Arms of God, I think they did. Right. But I wasn't with them then. But yeah, yeah, no, you weren't there. And what what did you do 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 with those years? Um, Eh, Nothing. My back was fucked up. I just kind of took it easy. Yeah. No. So it was just a timeout. Yeah. It's good though sometimes just to get away from it all and, and, and chill out and time out. Yeah, it yeah. makes you. It gives you a bit of, a, a kind of bit of focus as to what's important. Yeah, I was in. Mike Dean left in '87. Woody left in '93. I guess it was my turn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I took five years off from stand-up and I was kind of like, yeah, I'm just, I'm done with this for now. No, you know, it's kind of there. Yeah, and you're a drummer. You're a drummer. You know, that's yeah. it. You, that's what you're gonna do. I started to miss it pretty bad though. So yeah, yeah and that's I, me too. That's why I came back. Um, are we done then? Afraid so. Sorry to be such a uh, kind of time bully, but it's, it's doors right. are open. I appreciate it's it. It's a really yeah. tight no schedule today. Sure. No, no, that's all right. No you finish your last question. You want me to uh, no, yeah, no, no, we're done. We're cool. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. It's short and sweet, I'm afraid. So there you go. Um, that was my interview with the one and only um, Reed Mullen. Uh, it was uh, really cool, wasn't it? Um, now, I, as you might have seen, uh, well, I've noticed. I um, I haven't put the um, I haven't put the the sting on the end there. Um, the da 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 da. Because um, I know a few of you get your ears blown out because the interview is obviously quite quiet. So you turn it up and then that comes in at the end and fucking rips your speakers or your ears to bits. So um, Fucko here has finally actually cottoned on that um, it's okay to do it up front. But maybe if the interview's a bit quiet like that one was, um, it's probably best not to. So, um, so there you go. It was a little bit quiet. Um, sorry about that. But, you know, hey, that's the way it goes. Um now, um, for those of you who are wondering what we were talking about at the top, I was wearing um, a, a Descendants jacket, and um, uh, and straight away that uh, Reed was saying, "Oh, I saw Filmage recently. Filmage is the history of the Descendants. If you haven't seen it, it's fucking awesome. Filmage, basically film with AGE on the end. If you're a Descendants fan, you, you know what I'm fucking talking about. Um, if you're not, check it out. It's just a fucking brilliant documentary about a band who should have been bigger than Green Day." And never got the recognition they deserved, but they're still going. They're still awesome. They're just wonderful, and it's a fucking amazing story. It really is, and uh, I, I mean a properly amazing story. All bands say that, but it's got it, it, yeah. It's a, it's a great it's a great journey, um, which apparently would be the word uh, to describe it. So that's that's what we were talking about up front there uh, before I started mentioning um, King Hitler. What a cock. <laughs> So um, before we get into the um, before we get into the Carla Gel album, uh, album 
Carla Gel interview. Sorry. Um, uh, yeah, that was my impression of a sand person. Um, anyway, um, uh, yeah, that was more sort of chewy, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, sand person's more. So that's sort of yeah. Is that chewy? Is that is that chewy? It's sort of. I don't know. That just sounds like a fucking mental fuzzy bear, <laughs> which probably is actually quite a good description of Chewy, really. Um, I'm totally going off on it here, aren't I? Fucking 70s Muppets and Star Wars references. Mind you, fucking Star Wars and Muppets are still relevant now. Yeah, fuck it. It's my, yeah, if you know what I'm talking about, fuck you. Put your head out your arse. My cultural references are spot on, I'll have you know. Um, but anyway, I don't know what in, in, impression that was. What the fuck? Anyway. Sometimes I really do listen back to this shit and think, God, anyone coming to this for the first time is just going to be thinking, yeah, I think I'll be giving, giving that a miss. That bloke's a fucking knob. Um, I just want you to know, I'm well aware of that, so, haha, <laughs> fuck you. Um, anyway, um, moving on, uh, moving on. Here is a quote from Scott Wheland, um, he of X of Stemple, uh, t- Stemple Tone Pirates. Yeah, fuck, Stemple Tone Pirates. That's a new band just invented. Thank you very much, Scott Wheeland from the Stemple Tone Pirates. Hey, <laughs> uh, you fucking know what I mean. But anyway, um, he used to be from them. He's not anymore. He was, and uh, he was. He basically he did a um, a meet and greet with fans, and um, it didn't go very well. And a few people were like, "Wow, you know, he was really dickish." Uh, and this is what Scott Whelan posted. He said, um, I'd like to make a sincere apology to the fans that were at the meet and greet in Boston. I'm embarrassed by my by by my behaviour, my ability to read out loud as well. I'm embarrassed by my behaviour and some of the things that I said. Fans don't deserve that. Without our fans and supporters, we would not be able to do what we're doing. I put my all into the show that night and honestly was just beyond exhausted. Either way, I acted like a total asshole, and for that, I'm truly sorry. You know what? Nice one, Scott. Nice work. Are you listening, Mike fucking Portnoy? Did you hear that? That is how you apologise. That is how you take ownership for being a dick. Yeah, you don't get your mates to try and line up behind you and say, "Oh no, it really wasn't terrible." No, right? You fucking apologise and stop being a dick if you've got any self awareness, which you haven't. So fuck you. Anyway, um, a, a thank you, uh, a big shout out to Dustin Jacks, Small Paul. Alan Phillips, all of you um, new followers on Twitter, thank you very much. And all of them uh, wrote uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter, uh, on Twitter, and new iTunes reviews. Sorry, yes, they're all new to Twitter. I can't fucking read my own notes. And it's not like it's in handwriting. What a spastic. Um, Sorry, no offence, I realise spastic is a word that is not allowed anymore. So, um, spaz, how's that? Fucking retard. Um, uh, yeah, I'm in a mood, as you can tell. Um, so anyway, apologies to any retards listening. Um, to be honest, some of the some I, I tell you what, actually, that applies to fucking laughing boy earlier, doesn't it? That I mentioned um, Malcolm Bojangles. Anyway, so um, yeah, no, those Dustin Jack, Small Paul, Alan Phillips. Thanks, new Twitter, uh, new Twitter followers, but also new reviews on iTunes, which is awesome. Uh, I really, I'm really chuffed with that, guys. I, I did a little request, and you, you fucking, you waded in. So thank you, John Murphy, Chris Davies. He's insistent on getting a mention, and and UK Fletch. Um, thank all, thanks all three of you for your reviews on iTunes. I really do appreciate it. And as I always say, guys, if you're out there and you happen to be stopping by, you happen to be in iTunes anyway, and 
Talking bollocks, you know, you go to the lowest, latest episode is there and you go into your iTunes, your shit tunes, your worst music program in the fucking world, pack of cunts, Apple. Um, but if you go into that, if you're there and you happen to be clicking on Talking Bollocks, go on, give us five stars, give us a give us a good review, that'd be awesome. Anything less than five stars, fuck off. Bad reviews, not interested, fuck you, it's only your opinion anyway. Um, but seriously, you know, if, if you feel like doing it, guys, and you happen to be around, that'd be lovely. If not, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to complain. Um, I'm just saying that those three people are better than all of you for doing so. No, they're not, but come on, you know what I mean? Come on, step up, please. Um, and now an appeal from um, my uh, our friends at All About The Rock. Yes, All About The Rock. This is the All About The Rock podcast. What the fuck are you doing? Get down to allabouttherock.co.uk. Check out all the cool shit down there. It's always something interesting, always something new. Um, and um, uh, Craig asked me to put a shout out. He needs writers. He needs you guys, you people out there listening. I know some of you can write because you're forever spouting your opinions um, at me, which is fair enough because this is, you know, this is just one long opinion, isn't it, basically? Um, so, look, if you feel like you can, um, you know, your opinion is worth being heard, which apparently that's what the internet's for, to give everybody an opinion and also at the same time prove that everybody should not be allowed an opinion. Um, yeah, if you want to slag off artists, to praise artists, to um, to review things and, and, and basically get your opinion out there, um, then there is a chance. Um, All About The Rock are looking for new writers. Um, if you email Craig at allabouttherock.co.uk, that's Craig, C-R-A-I-G, at allabouttherock.co.uk one word dot co dot uk um if you uh if you met if you metal him yeah fucking metal him metal the fucker mail him and metal him right um send him a metal mail right from your fucking brain and um use your fingers get your fingers going get an email to him um or you can hit him up on twitter um the all about the rock twitter account is um is him and uh, it's at All About The Rock, I think, or All A8TR, or something like that, but fucking email him. Um, because he's going to want an email, not just 140 characters on, yeah, I'd like to write for you. No, he's going to want an email, and, you know, to prove that you can fucking write in the first place. Um, so please, do, get in touch with Craig at allabouttherock.co.uk, and become, you too can become, a heavy metal writer slash journalist at the click of a mouse. So, um, so there you go, do it, do it, people, it'll be cool. Um... So, um, what else? Yeah, someone else be getting on my nerves. All this fucking metal songs getting the classical bluegrass lullaby banjo treatment. Fuck off! I've had enough. I really, really have had enough of just every single possible fucking style of music. Just fucking taking metal songs and let's face it, making them worse. Who the fuck wants to hear a lullaby version? of anything by Tool, you know? I mean, I love Tool, but for the last couple of albums, their albums have been lullaby versions of their own songs. I mean, guys, 11 minutes, yeah, nine minutes of the same riff, give us a fucking break! There's progressive rock, and there's sleeping on the job. Um, but anyway, yeah, and, and anyway, it was really winding me up, and I had enough, and then guess what? I came across the lounge qu uh, kittens, not literally, ha <laughs> ha, um, the Lounge Kittens, check them out. I'll put a I'll put a post up there. They did a version of um, uh, oh, 
that fucking I put my fingers into my eyes song by Slipknot. Duality. Um, and they also did Rolling by, um, by Limp Bizkit. The videos are fucking brilliant. They are spot on. Three girls doing close harmony singing. Really amusing comedy videos. Fucking love it. Absolutely love it. And guess what, fuckos? I'm going to be getting the three of them on the podcast. Well, I hope to. Um, I haven't heard from the, their PR company in a little bit, um, but it was really cool. I, it, within within an hour of watching their videos for the first time, I tweeted them. They'd included me in a tweet on their PR label. I emailed, the, uh, emailed their PR. Their PR emailed back and went, Dude, I remember Acid Rain. When do you want to do this? So it was really cool. That's how the modern, work, that's how the modern world works, kids. Um, so, yeah, it's it, it was very cool. So I, I know I've gone and said I'm going to get them on the podcast and there you go straight away i've jinxed it i'll probably never have them on um but i'm really looking forward to having them on oh yeah that's right yeah sexist no never had any women on his podcast no i'm gonna have three on at the same time in your face people who think i'm a sexist um so yeah i am sort of getting a little bit um hung up on that aren't i so um so yeah i'm it's gonna happen it's gonna happen really looking forward to it put the links up listen to it it is awesome so moving on I think it's time for the Carl Agel interview. This is really cool. Um, Carl and I met a couple of times back in the day when him and Pepper came to uh, our marquee gig on the Obnoxious Tour, which is about 25 years ago, almost to the day as I'm uh, recording this. Um, and um, uh, so, funnily enough, I don't think he remembered. Um, but we did meet when he was doing Leadfoot as well. So, a really nice guy. Um, we got along really well. Very old school chat. There's some, uh, there's some cool stuff in there. You're going to hear some re- uh, stuff I didn't know about his departure from COC. And, um, and seriously, if you haven't heard Blind and you're a COC fan, then you ain't a COC fan. That is the album. Believe me, that is the album. For me, it just fucking rules. But anyway, here is me and Carl having a chat the other day. That's Skype ringing. Hello, Carl here. Hello, Carl. How you doing, man? I'm all right. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. Cool, man. Cool. It's um, uh, it, it's it's been a it's been a long time. Yeah, it has been a long time. Yeah, I um I I remember um I remember talking to you uh sitting down. Well, obviously um uh. Basically, um, my podcast. I, I used to be in Acid Rain. We bumped into each other back in the day, right? Um, when I think you and Pepper were overdoing press for Blind. That's right. God, that was a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, uh, unfortunately, it was April nineteen ninety. Good Lord, you remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, the only reason I remember is I've got a fucking massive tour poster right next to me with the dates on. Um, and, yeah, it was uh, you guys came to the Marquee um, show. And, uh, yeah, and then I, and then, um, I think I saw you at um, when you came over for Leadfoot as well, um, down at the Underworld. That's right. That's right. In Camden. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. God, yeah. And I remember, I remember uh, it was funny, too, because Leadfoot was such a departure from COC at that time. And it's, I guess it's what I needed mentally to get away from things and pursue that thing, which I, you know, I'm still into, but, uh, I remember people being quite surprised, man. That was, that was a good show. Yeah. I, I mean, I, funnily enough, I, I remember talking to you about it actually, cause I think you were, you were still, you were still kind of, you were obviously still a bit mad, um, about the, the whole, the way the whole COC thing broke down. 
Um, and because um, uh, I remember you saying to me, you know, man, they were saying, you know, they were saying I couldn't sing, and that's like that's plainly not true. And and uh, you was you were talking to somebody who got shit for his vocals the entire time I was in my band, um, uh, and they tried to kick me out as well. So um, you know, it was it was it was kind of we'd both kind of been through a, a similar experience, but you were quite clearly sort of Leadfoot was quite cathartic for you. Yeah, yeah. The wounds were still fresh, you know, at that point. At this, I, you know, obviously I've moved on. And uh, as, as you know, know, I'm sure Reed and I have attempted to put together a COC blind tour yes. here and there. It's going back to even 2009. Yeah. Uh, we started and, and did some dates here and there. And uh, just never quite, the, t- the timing was never quite right. But, uh, you know, obviously we're going out now and, and it's starting in a week for a month. And. Um, all is well. We, you know, some of these wounds have healed, and and uh, I think uh, people are ready to hear some of this again. You know. Yeah. No. I, well, the wounds definitely have healed because I, I was, um, I was talking to Reed two weeks ago, actually. Um, oh, great, great. Yeah. And yeah. Well, basically, this episode of the podcast is going to be is going to be. Um, uh, an interview with Reed and an interview with you, which is, and that's just the way it's kind of all fallen into place. You know, there was no, um, there was no planning. It's just, uh, it's just how it's worked. So yeah, I was, I was talking to Reed about King Hitter actually, and because I'd, I'd only just um, uh, got your, um, got your stuff from the guys at Candlelight, um, and um, they sent me, they sent me some advanced stuff prior to the the PR release and all of this because because um, I've got a release Acid Rain did a release with Candlelight last year so I've stayed okay. in touch with them and they're giving me stuff for my podcast and they said Ooh. and uh, I think it was Darren there said oh look you know you're going to love this and I put it on I was like oh wow this is great so we played um, I played King Hitter on last month's episode um, of the podcast we've had great reaction as well people are oh, loving cool, it cool man yeah, no, people are absolutely loving it as well as myself. It's great, and Paula kindly uh, sent me a CD as well, which was which was great. Um, and, and she's an absolute sweetheart. She's been great to deal with. She's she's incredible. Yeah, and she seems to know everyone. She does know everyone. She's like a one woman army, and she just uh, she just does. She really does know everyone, and sets up and uh, just incredible interviews like this and 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 is just uh, what a promotion machine man we're yeah. lucky we're really lucky that she uh, took uh, pity on us showed us mercy and uh, signed up uh, king hitter man I'm, I'm really happy about it <laughs> oh yeah i mean um, I, what reviews i've seen have all been universally positive you must be uh, you must be really chuffed i am man i am because it's it's always a scary thing to kind of go back and not necessarily reinvent yourself but to to revisit uh the metal roots, so to speak. I mean, Scott and I have been playing in Leadfoot since 99. He was on the second and third album. And, uh, you know, Leadfoot had kind of been on a long break, taking a hiatus, you know. And uh, we reserve the right, of course, to, to bring that back at any time. But we, we've been talking for a while about, hey, man, it'd be really cool to start writing some heavy stuff and, if nothing else, start a kind of a side band project. And we happened to have a lot of good friends that were great players and started jamming on the weekends and lo and behold we we were writing songs that we really liked and said hey you know what this might be worthy of moving forward and so we decided to track the stuff and actually form a viable band and here we are yeah and that's so cool it's it's so uh, you know it's a an overused word these days but it it sounds sounds very organic It, it you know it is really truly is because um it's not like i come in with all 
you know, all the parts and pieces uh, written and I make a proclamation. This is how it's going to sound and this is what we're doing. And we're incredibly fortunate to have five guys in the band that all write, including the drummer, for example, wrote Suicide is the Retirement Plan. You know, he came up with that riff and he's got gear at home. He plays the guitar and everything. You know, we're just lucky. And the, the bassist comes in with his stuff, Chuck, and Scott's a riff machine and Mike, Mike as well. So we're, we're just really fortunate. And it, it, it's made it a much more whole, complete vibe for us. That's and, um, uh, I, sorry. Go yeah, on. it's amazing. No, 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 don't be sorry. I, I guess you know you can relate to this. Is and also I have a band full of guys that are motivated, which is kind of unheard of. You know, I'm used I, to absolutely. I'm used to, yeah, I'm used to herding the cats, right, and paying for everything. Right? <laughs> yeah, so, but, but uh, everybody wants to be here and do this. It's incredible. So we're really fortunate. And we were lucky enough to have a, a, you know, a, a lot of great studios in town, and we went in with our, our buddy uh, James Lugo, and um, I don't know if you've heard of the band Widow, but uh, this guy John Wooten who p- plays and sings for them, he... Uh, Sorry, what what, one, what band did you mention them? Uh, the, uh, Widow. Widow? You know, Widow? Yeah, Widow. They're kind of a oh, right. maiden-esque, for lack of a better description, great band from North Carolina. And they actually tour a bit overseas here and there, but... Um, Anyway, the, the, a really good friend of ours, and he, he said, you know, you ought to come in here and try try doing your songs. Here. We're just going to do one song, and it, we ended up doing all five that we did. And uh, very, very, very lucky to have such a good studio and good guys helping us to produce it. So. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And yes, totally rare that you'd have a, a whole band that write. But also, I, when I was listening to that, I was thinking, of course, back in the day as well, um, uh, when, you're, when you're younger... And five guys want to write. That's just five arguments as opposed to everybody going, oh, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, bring in your ideas because, you know, you're still young and you want ownership of everything. And, you know, you always, you know, you, you, there's a lot of fights when you're trying to write something. Someone's going, well, what about this or what about it? It's like, look, it's my song. Leave me alone. You know, and it, it, it takes a little it takes a little bit of age and maturity before everyone can go, hey, look, we're all chilled out. We're all, you know, nice. Right. And, you know, we know what we're doing. And, you know, right. we're not full of piss and vinegar, basically. No, no, you're absolutely right, man. That, that's 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 the benefit of uh, being in it for long enough to see see all sides of it. You know, it's, it's absolutely correct. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I'm kind of. I'm. I'm trying to get. Well, I've. Tra- you talk about herding cats. Trying to do. A re- trying to reform my band. I'm the only one left. All. All the other guys said yes, and one by one, they've gone by the wayside. We haven't even met, done it. We haven't even played a show yet, and it's been two years. Damn. Yeah, I know. So, but I've got I'm a new sorry. lineup together now, and um, and we're go- we're, we're going to proceed with that. But um, it's kind of. Um, that, oh, oh, I'm I'm going to do it, mate. Don't you worry. <laughs> I can't wait, but. Um, it's cool. Um, uh, the fact that you're—it's kind of strange that King Hitter's coming out, and then you're going straight out with Coc Blind. Um, are you going to be—are you going to be getting King Hitter on the road as well? Uh, yes, but you know, they're, uh, the 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 two are inextricably linked, and that's not just because I sing on the Blind stuff, but uh, as it just so happens, the two guitar players for the Coc Blind show, uh, you know, the traveling Coc Blind event or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, are uh, Mike and Scott from King Hitter. So three fifths of King Hitter are playing in COC Blind. Right. Okay, yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, deep into the middle of the tour, April twenty fourth and twenty fifth, Reed is pulling out to do COC four piece 
uh, one gig that he couldn't say no to because it's an ungodly amount of money they're being paid to do it. <laughs> uh, and it's really incredible, actually. It's, it's insane. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I understand. I'd do it, too. He, <laughs> yeah. He's pulling out to do a four-piece thing, and that leaves two holes on the Cavalier Conspiracy and Death Angel tour we're out on. And so we have the honor and privilege of being able to bring fly in the bassist and drummer. So King Hitter is going to fill in for COC Blind uh, on a Friday and Saturday night in Joliet, Illinois, outside of Chicago and uh, Milwaukee. Oh, Wisconsin. man, that, that's so, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, really, really cool. So it's all kind of a swirl and intertwined and what's good for one is good for the other. And obviously it's the bully pulpit. A lot of people know about COC Blind. Not everyone knows about King Hitter. So I'm taking the opportunity to... <laughs> Yeah. To, to uh, you know, yell it, yell it from the mountaintop and say, hey, you know, I'm not just in the where, where is he now file from the past and, you know, uh, being dug up for this, but I, I'm, I'm alive and well and have a, have a current band going that's real, you know? Yeah. I mean, on those two dates when you're without Reed, is there any temptation to play some King Hitter tunes? No, I mean, no we're going to we're going to play. We're, we're playing King Hitter. King Hitter's actually playing. The, the, the full band is going to play. That Friday and that Saturday night, as in the full lineup. Awesome! Oh, right. So you're going to do the you're going to do the King Hit show, and then you're going to do the COC Blind show. No, no, we're not doing COC Blind. Uh, ah, I'm sorry, I've got confused. Because because contractually, uh, we're obligated to have two <laughs> two original members of the band on stage if it's going to be called COC. Blind. Uh, so, oh God! Well, I'd so, I'd be fucked then because my version of Acid Rain is just just me. So uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But you, hey, you are acid rain, man. <laughs> oh, that's very kind. It's very kind, sir. Um, oh, no, that's that's that is awesome, man. Oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. So, so, so to answer, yeah, I'm sorry to say that afterwards, yeah, obviously, we're going to start picking up our own dates. Uh, that's the, that's the plan, and uh, hopefully, that'll lead to us uh, writing the rest of the album and, and recording it this coming uh, fall, this coming autumn. Um, and that will bring us out to hopefully having a full length out in 2016. So, so, it, so have you already uh, you already started work on the album? So these these songs won't be reappearing on the album in, in any shape no, or form. No, no, they won't be. We're already about seven songs in toward the next one, and we plan on writing at least I don't know, hopefully like 20, and then picking the best 12 or something. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, and will that would that be on the same? Would that be with the same label? Do you have have you got a, have you a deal for an album there as well? We don't, um, and Paula's kind enough to do this uh, incredible one-off. Obviously, she, we're giving her the option. We've agreed that if if uh, if, if we're you know if it's mutually beneficial, that we're going to keep on with her because uh, so far so good. But uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. A lot can change in, in six months to a year. You know. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I've got I've got to ask Carl, what's um, uh, what have you been up to since Leadfoot? Well, Leadfoot was kind of just, uh, there was many versions and uh, people came and went. Uh, the last album actually came out, We Drink For Free came out, I think it was 2003, 2004 on Abstract. But uh, we had our uh, run in with, you know, uh, once again, lineup changes and people leaving. And uh, we, we chugged along playing uh, for a couple of years here and there with different different versions of the band. But not, and, and we have literally written probably three albums worth of material since the last um, three releases. We have so much stuff sitting in, in but, but um, it just became difficult to keep it going with a lot of people uh, falling back in their day jobs, getting married, what, you know, the usual, Yeah. you know? And um, so I, I just, you know, been doing my thing, just uh, reporting for my 
my day job, you know, and living my life, doing my thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, it 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 does take its toll, um, especially when you you know you think you've got a lineup sorted, and it's it's just it's it, it's that constant. You you're constantly firefighting, aren't you? And at some point, it right. just takes its toll. Right. So, uh, like, coming back to the fact that this has been incredibly easy. In fact, it's insane. Our, 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 our drummer, he commute, I mean, I'm sorry, our bassist, he commutes three and a half hours each way to practice. Wow. Can you believe that? Right. Yeah, and it, we do it on the weekend. So, he'll come up on a Saturday and then you know, go home the next day, stay in town. And, the, you know, that's just a huge commitment on his part. Chuck's incredible. So, he obviously wants it, you know. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that is phenomenal. And you know, when you've got that kind of commitment and that kind of work ethic from people, the um, they're going to be in it for the long haul. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's the plan, man. I mean, we're not we're not delusional, but I, I think we've got a good thing going, and uh, I'm going to roll with it as far as I can, you know. And I, I I would love to get get this group overseas, and I think I think we can, you know. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, as regards the COC blind thing, does uh, is this kind of like a, um, is this sort of like a not a farewell tour, but it, you know, you're going to put all of your efforts into King Hitter after this? Um, how do, how am, do you see it planning out? Yeah, I will primarily put my efforts into it, and and Reed and I are obviously always we're, we're you know we're good friends. Uh, and and um, we reserve the right to go out and do it again if there's a window and, and, and if there's interest. We're not going to ram it down anybody's throat, but there's obviously an interest right now. I mean, it's kind of amazing they reissued uh, Blind on, prosthetic reissued Blind on 180-gram vinyl, double double album version of it. Yeah, I saw that, um, yeah. Yeah, so for some reason, things have come full circle. I don't know why exactly, but uh, it's, it's a good thing. So we're going to strike while the iron's hot here. And then I'm going to pursue King Hitter. Uh, Reed and I have talked about writing some stuff and doing a project together. I'm also involved with uh, him on the Teenage Time Killer uh, rec- you know, recording. Are you aware of that? No, I'm not. This sounds interesting. Uh, it's a- Actually, it's a really big thing. It's, it's um, Reed, over the last year or two, was, has been going back and forth to L.A. and using Dave Grohl's studio. He's good friends with Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Uh, he's tracked um, a lot of stuff with a lot of different singers and players from old metal and hardcore punk bands. And punk bands, you know, like uh, Lee Ving sang on a song uh, from Fear, the Jello Biafra of Dead Kennedys. Right. Now, uh, this is all starting to ring a bell now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Teenage Time Killer. Look it up, man. I, yeah. I want to sit and wax on about that but but it's it's just incredible so i um he tracked a song one of the songs i sing on he was out there and he tracked uh drums and guitar and and uh dave Grohl played bass actually and I <laughs> is, there, is there anything that guy guitar. can't do what's that yeah, is there anything right? that yeah, guy's guy pretty pretty amazing <laughs> he's, he's a really really awesome guy i mean they're they're you know he's probably the most famous rock and roll in the world right now but um his organization is just incredible. Uh, he's a, an incredible guy. Everybody related to that that organization, that studio, Studio Six Hundred Six, are just incredibly sweet and cool people. And uh, it was a real pleasure. I was out there for a photo shoot in January um, for this upcoming record that's going to be released. It's like twenty four songs. Um, wow! And my 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 song is called Devil in This House. It's a minute a minute and forty six seconds long, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> awesome. Uh, total kind of a punk rock uh, over the top vibe, you know, kind of old school crossover. So, 
Yeah, I'm excited about it. And um, we'll see what kind of a special event will be arranged around that. It could easily be one concert with like, uh, I think it's, I don't know how many people are involved, like 24 different players. Kind of a super group night, you know, if we could pull that off. I don't know. That'd be, would that be, is that, so is that 24 separate vocalists then? Uh, no, no. Yeah, well, Reed sings on a couple, I think more than one. I don't know. I sh- I've lost, I forget. I should know. I used to know the number. I'm sorry. Nice. Uh, <laughs> you can look it up, but there's a lot of different singers. Right. Yeah. You know, like Cliff- Clifford from Blast. Uh, I know, you know, Tommy Prong, uh, you know, Tommy Victor from Prong's playing on the thing. Cool. Uh, Nick, Nick Oliveri, you know, um, just, just a ton of different people. That's awesome. That's it. So, um, presumably you just got involved with that, um, with Reed. Were you doing COC Blind at the time? Is that it? Or have you just always no, remained in that, touch? No, that was actually in between. He, he came up to me and said, hey, dude, you know, do you want to uh, track a vocal on this thing I got going? And I heard, you know, he told me what it was about. And I was like, hell yeah, I do. So he, he gave me the song. I lived with it for a while. And finally he said, hey, it's time to record it. And I'd, I'd written uh, the lyrics and the vocal melody and off we went. <laughs> you know? well, it's cool as well because I mean you're you're on there with with some fucking vocal legends as well. It must be uh, it must be really cool to be kind of oh, part, part God, of that yeah. scene. I was blown away to meet uh, Lee Ving. I'd seen Fear one time a long time ago, uh, but I was blown away to actually stand in a in the same room with him. And you know I'm not much of a kind of star fucker or whatever, but yeah, I was I, I stood there and made some conversation with him, and then politely uh, about 15 minutes into it, I was like, hey. Uh, I'm sorry to ask you this, but is there any way I can get a photograph, you know, like a picture with you, man? That yeah. would just be amazing. And he's as the nicest guy in the world. So I've got a, a, a picture with him. And I'm also uh, on the on the group shot I did of a bunch of us. That's going to be at the gatefold of the uh, uh, of, of the CD or even, you know, the vinyl effect comes out. Um, in, in, the, in the group shot, I'm kind of appearing with like a, a second head coming out from Lee Ving. I'm right behind him. <laughs> And I'm I'm swinging a sword that uh, that Grohl was given for his like his birthday party at medieval times, man. <laughs> it was in the <laughs> studio next to the guitars, and it was just ended up being one of the ridiculous props in this photo shoot. But it's a it's a pretty cool picture, man. Oh, that's insane! That's yeah. absolutely insane. Oh, awesome. Well, uh, yeah, when I saw um uh, when I saw Rita uh, a couple of weeks ago, um uh he, he you know he was saying that you're doing the 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 blind thing as well the um and that tour that's a hell of a lineup like you know cavaliera conspiracy and death angel i mean it's yeah. it's it's a it's a full on like contemporary lineup yeah we're really incredibly lucky that they were they wanted it you know um and and uh man we signed up right away and uh off we go it's going to be a it's a crazy tour. It's it's a, like I have eleven dates in a row with no days off, and uh, I mean it's a lot of driving, man. We're going to be sharing, riding around in this glorified RV, so it's going to be interesting. We're going to end up loving each other or hating each other or something, but uh, oh, it's going to be cool. There's going to be lots of tour speak going on, isn't there? There's going to be lo- oh, there's going to be lots of in jokes that no one's going to fucking understand unless uh, they're exactly. on that tour. That, that secret language, that secret band language. You know? That's it. Yeah, the old tour speak. You can't beat it. Um, so, um, how? You, I mean, Christ, eleven dates in a row. I'm. I mean, your your voice is going to be. Really, oh, yeah. You've got to be. You've got to go. Your chops have got to be up. <laughs> yeah, but I better. I better take care of myself, man. <laughs> yeah, it's not like back in the day where you can actually enjoy yourself. No, no, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna just sing and then and then like tape my mouth shut and go 
lay down in my bunk and hide, right? Like that's going to happen. So <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll see what I'm going to do my best. That's all I can do. So knock on wood, you know, we'll, uh, you can only do what you can do, you know. So I yeah. feel good about it. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it'd be good. I mean, when's the when's the um, when's the last time you were actually sort of physically on the road to this extent? Oh uh, God, that's <laughs> like ten years ago, maybe. <laughs> right, maybe a little more. Yeah, of that kind of uh, insane driving and touring around. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. But, uh, but uh, yeah, it sounds like you can't wait to get back out there though and do it. Oh man, no! I am. I'm so excited. I just, um, I'm just so damn lucky that it's fallen into my lap like this. And uh, it seems like the less I try, the more chances I get. <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, for all the days of just pounding and emailing and phoning and writing and you know and trying to ram stuff together, it's like I kind of backed off of things. And then all of a sudden, it just uh, here it was, you know. Yeah, I, it, it's well. Sometimes you got you just got to let things come to you, haven't you? And um, right. especially in this business, and the way and the way the business has changed as well, so much. Oh God, yeah. I mean, it's. I just... remember a million years ago, yeah, pressing uh, vinyl seven inches and setting up a PO box, and you know. Oh yeah. Mailing, mailing stuff out and making phone calls. We we still make phone calls, but you know, just that, just the. Uh, snail's pace but it was it was good back then too i mean that's a good foundation to have so i think a lot of kids today they don't um you know they just they, they think they can just do it instantaneously with a click of the mouse or whatever and it's not like that you've got to have you got to go play you got to be out there absolutely and that is still and that's really worthwhile i mean you know i remember tape trading back in the day and you know you you couldn't just you couldn't just like you say click a mouse and get everything that you want um and 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 going out there and paying your dues and you know and playing shitty clubs and it's it's all it's all part of the ride it's all there to be enjoyed oh yeah well very much as long as they're not too shitty clubs no, no, been there too. Yeah, yeah. Well, this blind COC thing seems to be in uh, quite reputable clubs. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and well, actually, PAs there and stuff. So. <laughs> um, and going back to the um, the King History P, um, it's got a really, really refreshing um, sound to it as well. It's got that. Um, it's just, I, I mean, you know, it's, I can't put it any other way. It's got that live feel. You know, it doesn't sound like it's been prolled to fucking death. Well, th- thanks. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, no, 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 that's that's great. Yeah, I mean, I feel you know we've got a lot of influences, and uh, I feel somehow it's it's it, it obviously borrows and is influenced from a lot of stuff in the past, but I I don't think it feels incredibly dated, really. I I, I think it's got a good twist to it. Yeah, no, it sounds it's no totally. It sounds contemporary. I mean, it's you know it's a it's a high quality recording, but it just seems to have. Um, I, I'm trying to put my finger on it. it. Seems to have atmosphere. Um, you know, it's, like I say, it's not proved protoled within within an inch of its life. It's um, it um, it kind of sounds it sounds contemporary, but almost from another era. And that is a compliment, I promise. No, I I, I take it as such. Thank you. I uh, you know we us older fellows we look back to some of the great things in the past. The going back to the you know. Uh, precursors to metal, the proto metal, all that stuff, and all all our influences going way way back, and uh, you know nothing. You know you you can have it all inside, but you know you you got to also be able. It has to sound good at the same time. So we were we were fortunate to get into a studio that 
that uh, had the right gear and, and um, you know, were willing to put in the time and effort to, to make it sound worth a shit, you know. Getting yeah. a good mastering job helps a lot too, so I'm very happy with that as well. That can't be uh, overlooked. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and it it must be great to have um it must be great to have a um an uh an an outlet for your lyric writing as well again. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. You know, with Leadfoot, I kind of took more of a tongue in cheek approach and and kind of veered away from more of the pointed uh, CSC stuff. I mean, there was some of it in there, but uh, you know, here it feels good to kind of get back to a little bit more of the serious or not so serious. I don't know, but but. Uh, I don't know what the term I'm looking for is, but uh, a pointed approach, I guess, or, or, you know, it's nice to get it down on, on paper and be able to kind of uh, voice an opinion once again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and when you say you've got those, those seven songs you've been working on, are they, have you, have you, um, have you finished all lyrics for those? Are they, are they all sort of topped and tailed and finished tunes? Uh, uh, kind of, sort of. I, I, I do this thing where until they actually get, 100% down and recorded. I I will I will edit myself along the way and yeah. and keep, you know keep revising and hopefully improving what I've written. I always I always do that. It, it morphs along the way until it gets you know uh, tracked basically. Yeah, I mean that's the thing that's always fascinated me about overwriting. As you were saying, like you know write write twenty, pick the best twelve or something. You know you kind of. I mean, I always feel like you know, lyrics are like your children, and they to 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 actually have to sort of wave goodbye to to that many. That must be, you know. Do you find yourself saying, "Well, actually, do you know what? I'll try and I'll try and lift some of those lyrics that I really liked and and put them in the other ones that we're going to keep." And uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, it it, it, it yep. must be it's hard to do. It is. It is. Um, I've I've always also. But, but unfortunately, I feel like the atmosphere, the atmospherics in us, or the vibe, or something of a certain riffs and songs, uh, bring out a certain vibe and a certain lyrics that they beg yeah. for certain words. Yeah, that's how I've always felt, and that's where I seem to get the best results if I trust that instinct. Absolutely. Well. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I think um, uh, I, I remember an old manager saying to me, "If you know, if you're going to write a song." If, if you know if, if a song is about nuclear war he said you know the bass line's got to sound like a bomb going off and the drums have got to sound like you know there's guns in the room he said you know everything has got to be focused and and communicating the same message um and that's exactly what you're saying you know when you, you when you hear a certain riff or a certain tone instantly you just kind of get a you kind of get a feel it creates a, a, a vibe mm-hmm and you well, want... an actual vibration right you know? <laughs> yeah literally yeah. yeah no literally literally i mean it, it's um and, and i i don't know i kind of feel like it's um it's a bit of a lost it, it seems to be a disappearing art the the art of writing lyrics because um with with so much stuff being downloaded and 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 people not really taking the time to find out what people are saying um it, it it's it's kind of a lost art you know do you find uh, do you find yourself feeling at all like it's a sort of you know you're kind of crying in the wilderness as it were when you're you know? <laughs> well yeah I mean I, you know you come across uh, new stuff that has great lyrics but I feel you're right I mean I, I, maybe that speaks to the level of education that some of the younger crowd are getting or not getting or, or just you how know? fucking old we really are <laughs> yeah exactly we're bitter old men yeah back in yeah. the day we used to read books you bastard yeah. <laughs> But, uh, no, we, you know, there's something to that. You know, my my uh, my my uh, family's very literate. I come from a family of teachers, and 
and artists and whatnot and, and uh, going to school and trying, you know, trying to apply yourself, at least for me, English and history and that kind of thing were a big thing. So yeah, that runs in the family. I'm so I, I enjoy writing. I, I get a lot out of it. It's cathartic. It's uh, it, it's I enjoy crafting a, a good phrase. I'm not saying I'm any sort of genius or anything like that but I, but I enjoy putting some time into it and and writing on a couple of different levels yeah no I mean you're allowed to be proud of what you do and um, and you, you you know you uh, you're good at what you do I mean I, I what what was really refreshing when I got the uh, when I got the CD was um, was the was the inlay card and you open it up and it's just like whoa excellent the fucking lyrics brilliant <laughs> <laughs> yeah we did it kind of did the uh, punk rock uh, uh, layout there, you know, we're running mad, mad lyrics running across like that. But I, I just, uh, so many records I grew up with, I, I love that format, you know, where you just have to grab it and really follow along. So I always enjoyed doing that. Absolutely. That for me. Yeah, yeah, so no. I thought, you know, why the hell not put some lyrics in it? That could be, that's an added benefit of get, buying the actual disc, you know? Yeah, I mean, I totally, and, and I totally agree. And I, I used to do that, I, I, you know, I don't do it as much as I should do now, but um, no, I, to, I totally used to do that in the day. I mean, you get a new album, you sit down, right, take the booklet out, or, you know, originally the, you know, the vinyl out, you get the sleeve, you get the inlay, and you sit there with the lyrics, and the first, it's almost like I, I I was learning the the albums. You know, you sit there and and you you want to you want to kind of take the music in and the lyrics at the same time because you want to know what the song is about, right? You know, and that that is what that that you know, which is so, I'm gonna I'm sound like such an old bastard, but um that's <laughs> um, that's that's what's you know that's what's disappearing, which is. Which, which seems so sad um you know the only way the only way you can communicate what a song's about now is to have a video and literally like you know represent what the lyrics mean uh, and get it out that way and you know and, and the people put out these lyric videos and i'm not necessarily against them but uh i if uh, that's kind of sad if that's the only way you're going to be bringing the lyrics to people is by having these bold-faced you know block letters going across the screen on a YouTube video, I mean, it, it's helpful, I guess, but it just seems a bit. Uh, it just seems a bit fucking clumsy to me. It you is. Know? It is. It, it's. It's not very artful, or, or what's the term? I, you know, you're right. The delivery's kind of yeah, kind of crap. Yeah, it's basically it's like somebody holding idiot cards up, going, yeah, yeah these yeah, are the words, dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. S- sing along with a bouncing ball, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're 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 back there. We're back there. Yeah. Um, so you you mentioned your um you mentioned your your that you have um creative art you know creative people artists um in in your family as well so presumably they're um they're all uh, really pleased for you as well they are you know my my aging mother is of course she's always saying oh you're doing that again kind of thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well of course to of course to her you only stopped doing it a few weeks ago exactly exactly <laughs> it never changes you'll always be that little kid in her eyes you know yeah but uh, she's very very supportive and she's she's one of the painters in the family she's brilliant uh and my sister is a one sister is a writer and painter and, and has published uh books and stuff and then been in the new york times book review and you know authored children's you know books and so on and wow. she's really incredible and you know my other sister's incredible as well i don't want to shortchange her but uh <laughs> oh don't don't worry know, she so, probably won't hear the interview yeah, yeah i'm sure she will not <laughs> watch her find this one right but um it, it's it, it, i think it's important to 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 highlight your creative side of your life and for me it's as close to religion as i get yeah is is you know being able to to sing and write and 
and be creative, you know, be be part of a, the greater arts, so to speak. As silly as that sounds, no. But actually, no. At, at this moment, I want to give a massive shout out to Aaron Wolf in Canada. Uh, I originally met him online. Uh, he was in Australia, and and uh, he made this big move uh, to to Vancouver, uh, or you know, and uh, in the middle of it, he, he did the album cover for us, and he uh, custom made the uh, the back of the CD as well. He's just a really really cool. Uh, artist graphic artist and it yeah and it is an it's it's an awesome package and i earn i urge anyone listening to uh to get hold of it, it is um and because i'm all about um pushing by the fucking cd um on this show we uh and and it's um yeah it's it's a it's a really cool package but that 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 front cover is just awesome yeah that was actually i i, I was trying to find something at first i was going to I was racking my brain trying to find some cool cover art, and I've always thought it's worthwhile to have something decent, especially uh, not having put something out in a long time. I was like, man, we really got to do something, find something good. And uh, I was fortunate enough to find the piece nearly finished, and he did some uh, cool edits to it and altered it a la King Hitter, and then uh, there it is, you know. Uh, so very, very cool. right, so is that is that actually is so that's actually uh, it's it, it comes from an original artwork somewhere else, and it's just been slightly. It does, it does. I was always um, a big fan of the whole Suicide King thing, and I felt it tied in well with um, just the theme, you know, on the record as well. You know, big King hitter, obviously, and then as and uh, Suicide is the retirement plan, and all that. It just it just seemed. I was like, you know, it's like that'd be really cool to find a. A cool version of the Suicide King, and um, and uh, that that came up. I searched far and wide, and I found him, and just the nicest guy ever. Got a hold of him, and he got right to work and made some small minor alterations, getting the old KH logo in there on the scepter, and yeah, and uh, off we went. And then he custom did the uh, the uh, back cover, which he you know is called the Angel of Death. Basically, that was made for us from scratch. Oh, that's so. very cool. So, is that is that hanging in someone's house? Yeah, in his house. I don't have it. I don't have it. Uh, I'm sh- I'm sure if I asked him to send me a uh, a copy, he would, of course. But uh, it, it uh, it's something I plan on having. Getting both both uh, prints, you know, massively printed out on big posters. Actually, the tor- the posters that is. Uh, I'm about to receive those from Paula, so I'm excited about those as well. Oh right! Well, yeah. thanks for telling me that because I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna be on to Paula for uh, for one of those. Yeah, because <laughs> they are they are very cool. I would I would like either of those hanging in, hanging on one of my walls. Awesome, man! That's so cool. No, they are they are beautiful. I mean, I got a, a lot of um, a lot of crap hanging on my walls, but I do like my art and 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 that both the front and back cover are both uniquely powerful in different ways. They're really really cool. Very nice, and uh, I'm 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 gonna have to I'm gonna have to try and get hold of uh, or at least um, have a look at some more of his work. Um, is, uh, is he like online? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you go to A Wolf Illustrations, um, first name being Aaron, but uh, I, I believe let me see, I'm in front of my computer. <laughs> yeah, me yeah, too. If you go to, yeah. if you go to uh, all one word, A Wolf illustrations hey i'll tell you what how's how's this for an interview two two, two guys use the internet <laughs> two guys <laughs> use the internet while everyone else listens <laughs> um, very uh, exciting guys yeah is this is great yeah this this makes great radio um, great radio so a wolf um um and is that wolf with an e 
No, no, wolf just like the animal, like the beast. Right, okay. Yeah. A wolf illustrations. Okay, brilliant. All right, I'm going to put that in. Yeah, incredible um, stuff there. Please, people, check him out, support him. Yeah, absolutely. Good, good man. Good yeah, man. cool, cool. Um, I, I, funnily enough, when you were when you were talking there earlier um, about how cathartic lyric writing is and, and, and that whole kind of... Um, uh, the whole sort of creative process um, it's um, I kind of I kind of feel like you do it, did you realize you were missing it in you know in those years where you weren't you know when you weren't doing anything other than your day job and stuff like that or you know or did it hit you when you came back that wow this is you know I've really I've really missed this feeling I no, I, 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 of course I missed it, you know, I, I but you know, you, you make adjustments and you, you power on and you do your thing and you find other fun and cool things to do. Hopefully, hopefully, right? Yeah. But, uh, hopefully one does, but I, I always, uh, we play, I just left with kind of, uh, you know, the, the embers were still glowing a little bit all through the years. We do just a very infrequent local gigs and, uh, that kind of kept me going a little bit, but it just wasn't enough. And, yeah. When the opportunity presented itself, I uh, I just launched myself full force, full body into doing the Kangander thing because yes, it, I, it was just wasn't enough to uh, to to just do it do it rarely, you know, just a few times a year. That's it right. Wasn't enough. Yeah. So no, I I, I uh, absolutely you know it's something I need you know like eating eating and breathing and sleeping and all, all that stuff. So absolutely it's really yeah. important, important to me. So you were um, you were getting by on little uh, little bits of methadone, but now you're back to the full on heroin. <laughs> yeah, I'm, full, I'm fully immersed in the junk, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm main I'm maining, mainlining the metal. Right that, that's it. Yeah, back yeah. Uh, back to metal. It's uh, now I, I, I know the feeling. I mean, I um, uh, once 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 I once acid rain finished, I um, uh, I moved to London and um, I've I've been doing stand up comedy for fifteen years. Oh, really? Yeah. That's- that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, it's been um, it's it's been it's been an adventure, believe me. Um, but even so, you know the, the the metal comes calling twenty years later, and it, you know you, you just cannot resist. No, you can't, man. Do you, hey, I'm curious. Do you pull do you pull it, uh, stuff into your acts? Uh, do, you, do you pull from your massive background and and uh, with, with with metal and stuff? Do you, is that figure into it? And do you know what. Massive- you know, acid rain jokes and <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, lots of in jokes for no one to get. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I, the main bit of comedy that I do is actually is actually a character um, who's a, who's a who's an old an old Yorkshireman. So um, uh, it, it doesn't really kind of translate that much to my thrash metal <laughs> background. Um, but I am looking at doing um, I am looking at doing some spoken word stuff and um, and ultimately you never know maybe even take this podcast on the road and because um, it's called it's called talking bollocks which is basically what I do all the time um, so I'm you know right with be... you man I'm right there with you rambling on yeah. tangent after tangent that's how I love <laughs> love to do man that's, that's great <laughs> that that is one that is one of the key words on this podcast tangent. Yeah, yeah, just just going off talking about fucking bizarre stuff that's got <laughs> nothing to do with anything. Then realizing you're in the middle of these strange, uh, these strange kind of woods of words that you've completely lost the thread of where you were going. And you know, it's um, it's funny. You know, it, people said to me, "Did it help being in a band before?" You know, before doing comedy, and it was like, well. 
you know, from from a um, being comfortable in in front of an audience point of view, I, yeah. I suppose. But other than that, yeah, it's completely different because you can crack a few jokes between songs at a, at a metal gig, and people are like, "Oh, this is cool. He's you know, he's he's a funny guy." But at a comedy gig, they're like, "Hey, fucko, make us laugh." Oh yeah, it's all you all the time. There's no <laughs> there's no getting away. There's there's no leaning on anybody else, man. You're in the spotlight I can only imagine oh totally I, I really used to miss it at first coming off stage and, and being able to bounce off like you know three or four other guys and mm-hmm. you, you know you oh, talk yeah. about the show and you've got that you've got that whole you know we're in a gang and we just did this kind of thing mm-hmm. uh, and instead you come off and you're kind of like mm, you know uh, what are, you know there's, there's no one to talk to about mother comedians you don't want to fucking hear it <laughs> oh yeah oh god no <laughs> not at all no <laughs> But um, I'm, I and so um, how do you um, how do you deal with between songs? Are you just like are you are you kind of like happy to just rap with the crowd and stuff like that, or are you kind of like just steam ahead? I I, I, I turn my back and, and I start crying. <laughs> you know, and I hide behind the drum set in a fetal position until the next song starts. Up. That's no, it. I, uh, yeah, yeah, because you no. sound you sound so uncomfortable. <laughs> I am brutally uncomfortable. No, no, no. I um, I I too I. I uh, speaketh in bollocks from the stage myself excellent and, uh, <laughs> no I, I have a tendency to run my mouth and and, and kind of have fun with a crowd and um uh, not afraid to poke fun of myself or the rest of the band and uh <laughs> and get the crowd crowd wound up and I, I, I like uh i like riffing on something and, and and taking my tangents as well between the songs and not just saying the name of the next song is you know i mean that's all good and well but you know, you got to be up there, and you got to you got to sell it, baby. So it's more to just being a singer; it's uh, about being a front man. Absolutely, well. absolutely. I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of the uh, kind of Bon Scott showmanship, vaudevillian kind of thing. You know, not and I'm not in that class by any means, but I. Uh, well, you're alive for one, so you know. Well, that, that's true. <laughs> I got that on him. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, poor bastard. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, it, it's um. That uh, that's 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 the thing, you know. You got to try to have some kind of rapport with people, and I enjoy that, you know. Yeah, totally, totally. And I mean, I I remember, I remember again, uh, old manager. He, he he actually said a lot of cool shit, well, despite the fact we hated him at the time. Um, but one thing he's, you know, one thing he said was like, he said the best frontmen are the ones that you watch, and you think when you're watching the gig, you think, God, I'd love to go for a beer with him afterwards. Yeah, exactly right, exactly right, and they often do. Yeah, yeah. I often force the crowd to buy me beers afterwards, so they don't yeah. have much choice in the matter. Yeah, ab- absolutely, absolutely. I bet, I bet you, I bet you know, you used to hang out at the merch stall and stuff as well, didn't that's you? After me. shows and before yeah. shows. That's yeah. me. I, I, and that's the thing too. I've got a. I'm not one to go hide. You know, I mean, you know, first off, I, I do like to go peel off the, you know, 15 pounds of sweaty, wet, you know, soaked clothes that I'm wearing, and then absolutely get a little bit more you know, comfortable and then go out. But uh, oftentimes you can't do that. But uh, no, I'm, I, you know, the goofy and silly as it sounds, the crowd makes you, if if you don't hang out, if you don't talk to them, and then what, what's, what's the point? You know, why are you even there? If you can't connect to your audience, uh, not just from the stage, but also off the stage. I've always come from, I've come, I came out of the hardcore punk rock thing originally. And, and, you know, that whole, my stage is your stage kind of thing. And, and, and the, one thing I learned coming up in the, in the scene back in the day was that, you know, anybody can do it. And I still have that, that vibe. And, and I think, you know, you, you're, you're not only a performer, but you're also part of the audience as well. So you yeah. break down that, that barrier and you go out there and, 
get to know people, and it's awesome. I mean, who wouldn't want to hear how great they are? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You know, you want to be you want to be out there. Hey, you know, but also it's kind of like um, I mean, yeah, it, it 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 without a doubt, it's you know having your ego stroke doesn't hurt. But by the same token, I always used to find it's it's interesting to hear people's um, people's take on certain things. On oh, it's a shame you didn't play this tune, or why did you do that there? And you know, and, and often it, you know it gives you and it's almost like it's market research. You know, it is exactly exactly. You know, and then once in a while you get that kind of ribbing or scolding or whatever and that's fine you got to take that too but it, generally those people stay away but but sometimes you know you hear it and uh you know especially with the whole uh, coc legacy thing too i'm sure i'm gonna hear the like oh why isn't so-and-so there or i like his version better or whatever you know and you're like yeah, yeah whatever yeah that's okay you know yeah, this is what you got baby you know take it or leave it yeah absolutely if you want to hear these songs lives again it's this or nothing yep that's it yep yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I mean, without wanting to sound well, without wanting to kiss your ass, still the best COC album by a fucking mile. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate no, that. No um, problem. I mean, it's just, and and funnily, it, it's kind of weird how how the how the band's career went after you left, and and how it changed, and what it became, and the and the kind of. Uh, sort of different direction it went in from fr- from blind and um i know i know a lot of people who are who are coc fans who you know got into the band when they and they, and they haven't gone as far back as as blind i was like for fuck's sake whatever you do go back and check that out um and i said that to a friend of mine recently uh literally within the last three weeks and I was on the phone to him the other day. I said, oh, by the way, did you check out Blind? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I did. I said, what do you think? He said, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, wow, that's cool. Because, you know, a lot of times people pick and choose and they feel it's like, oh, you know, it's Pepper or nothing and I can't, I'm not allowed to go back or that guy sucks or, you know, I get, you know, there's those trolls out there on the internet and stuff. And I, yeah. I don't take it to heart or anything. That's, that's part of, you know, it's not, it, I, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. And the band, as it was, was in a huge transitional period. Yeah. Uh, and that's that, you know, we were these hardcore punk rock guys that had embraced metal very early on and considered ourselves both, you know, hybrid punk metalhead guys. And, uh, it, it was, we were exploring all kinds of different stuff at that time and varied and sundry influences. So it's either, either you kind of plug into it and you get it or you don't. And some, some of the stuff, uh, became a little more uniform after the fact. And that's cool. There's a lot of really great material and, and uh, but I think you know what's the, what's the harm in uh, checking everything out and, and trying it all you know for size? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, did you did you listen to the stuff after you left at the time, or is it stuff that you, or was that a bit painful? Have you gone back to I mean, it, it was, later? Yeah, well, I'll admit it was a little painful at first, you know, because I was actually on that album five weeks. There's a version of me singing Deliverance. I was in the studio for five weeks and was uh, fired during the making of that. Fuck me, album. really? Yep. Yep. What, uh, five that. weeks in yeah it was a, I, I don't want to uh, kill you with all those details I could let, no. take another we'll sit and drink a beer and, and you'll, you'll hear that story one day but uh, okay cool but uh, it, you know it is what it is and, and it's the oldest story in the book with bands I mean come on who isn't aware of of the the egos the politics the uh, the the push and pull you know all that stuff that goes on with bands and, yeah. and a lot of times that tension is a good thing, and it means that something that kind of you know that kind of energy creates a lot of uh, good as well as bad. Yeah, and uh, I think I think there was a lot of good that came out of it. And um, here we are now. You can't change the past, 
and there's no use crying over spilled milk, as they say. And and I'm just glad to be where I'm at, and and yeah. thankful for all my past experiences, and 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 so glad to have something to sink my teeth into right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, um, I'm, look, without wanting to go, but I'm just really interested. Do you, so did you did you ever get a copy of Deliverance or at least the work you did on it? Did you ever? Did you ever? No, you know? no. I, the only thing I have, uh, and I don't even know if I can find it, are four tracks on ah. cassette, and they're buried somewhere, maybe in a storage unit. Uh, I do have them. I know I didn't toss them, but uh, they it's out there. Reed supposedly has something somewhere, but you know that that's the same thing. Who knows what drawer? <laughs> yeah, um, uh, cardboard box that's in. Yeah, but, sure. Uh, you know, and there, there was, uh, it is what it is. Uh, and there's versions, there's lyrics that I took that, like, going back to our discussion about lyrics, that yeah. I wrote for that album and picked up and moved straight over to um, to early Leadfoot. Like uh, the song uh, Cleanse My Wounds or Clean My Wounds or whatever, it, that was called Waiting, and that became a, an old Leadfoot song that actually never got tracked, but a really good song. Ah. Uh, it, well, it never went to album, but um, it was on demos and. Bring it on the the title track and off the first Leadfoot album that was actually one of the songs on there and some of those lyrics and yeah it was all it was all just you know I had this stuff written and I needed somewhere to put it after the fact <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely absolutely well yeah of course and there must have been that element that goes right but these are my lyrics so I'm I'm fucking taking these with me <laughs> damn right They're yeah mine. yeah exactly yeah I'm gonna use these puppies somewhere else good for you man good for you. Uh, well, look, Carl. Um, it, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for taking the time, and um, oh, uh, man, you know, thank it's, you. It's been it's been really really cool. And do you know what? I think of um, an alarm has just come up on my laptop saying that um, uh, that I <laughs> that I should be I, I should be um, calling you in ten minutes. <laughs> so I think I I think I've kind of got the uh, the time difference wrong. I think I've actually called you an hour early. No, that's okay. You, you, no, no worries. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to do it. It's actually funny. I had another interview scheduled, but you preempted him, and I saw him chiming in, and I just said, "No, I'm, I'm on this one." So I'm going to have to call him back and okay. tell him there was a bigger name on the other line. <laughs> well, look, just apologize. Say England says sorry. Okay. Yeah, I will. I will. Okay, cool. Well, look, Carl, um, I I really hope to see you over in the UK sometime soon. When you do, we'll sit and have a beer and uh, and and catch up again. Man, thank you so much. Cool, no problem. Appreciate it, man. I can't say say it enough. Really. Oh no, it's no. This is going to sound like a loving. No, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right, look. um, Apologize to that other guy for me, and um, have a great day. And all luck in the world with um, with CSC Blind and King Hitter. Can't wait to hear King Hitter over here. Awesome. I can't wait either. We are coming. Cool. Eventually. Excellent. I'll be there. All right. Cool, man. Take care. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. So that was all right, wasn't it? it was It wasn't too loud, blowing your ears out at the end there, because it was quite a loud interview. So um, there you go. What what an absolutely top man. Um, really, really open and really, you know, uh, just great to talk to. Um, and that that the website is um, the the artist guy is is awesome. I'm, I'll put a link up for that as well, um, which is fucking brilliant. Um, and um, uh, the lady who's who's helped me um, put all of it together, uh, put the interview together, and she sent me a sent me a King Hitter um, uh, CD, um, which is Paula uh, Paula Hogan. She sent me uh, she sent me a CD. Um, she sent me some other stuff as well. Her last email says um, out for you today with another something sweet. So there's there's 
yeah, it's just awesome when you meet people like that who are just so um, helpful and friendly, and um, and it's really really cool. So yeah, very very um, very pleased. Hope you enjoyed that. I really did. Um, found out some interesting stuff. Um, and Carl is just yeah, is a, a, a really really top guy and and somebody who's really appreciating um, being back doing what he's doing. And and I I totally tap into that because. Um, I, I'm on the verge of doing the same thing, and I, I, to be honest, guys, I can't fucking wait. I really can't. I'm really lo- and just like talking to people like Carl just gets me all fucking juiced up for it again as well. Um, juiced up gets me moist. It does. It gets me moist. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Um, uh, tangent. <coughs> <coughs> that's the uh, that's the result of doing that stupid voice. Hmm. So, man drinks water. Uh, on podcast interesting huh um, right well look moving on because we've got stacks of stuff it's another long one guys and I, I, there seems to be a, a, a real a real kind of um, uh, uh, movement out there for people wanting uh, longer podcasts as, as long as possible well um, yeah I'm, I'm delivering this time this is a nice a nice long one um, uh, yeah so anyway um, here we go we're going to go and uh, get straight into uh, straight into another one actually uh, yeah, yeah. There's uh, some stuff I want to finish up with, but um, uh, uh, yeah, uh, here we go. Um, my old mate uh, Sai from Annihilated. Um, if you don't know who Annihilated are, you're about to find out. You're about to hear some new stuff from their new album. Um, so um, uh, yeah, please do pin your luggles back and listen to two old cunts talk about what it was like back in the day. It's me and Sai just two days ago. <laughs> Hello mate. Hello there. How's it going? <coughs> Bloody hell, you sound rough. No, so I just coughed halfway through. <laughs> All right, okay. Ah, uh, so um, it's it's been um it's been a couple of uh, decades. <laughs> oh, hang on. I've lost you there. No, hang on. Don't know why, but um. I've just lost. Uh, right, you there? I'm there. Hey, that's. Uh, I'll, I'll be leaving all of that in. <laughs> well, it's all, it's all class stuff, isn't it? Really, you yeah, well, you know, real life situation. Well, well, this is this is always a bit of a calamitous fucking uh, podcast. I think people listen. People who listen regularly must wonder how we ever get to the fucking end. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, um, so I've anyway. had a three-hour stint on the Beerman show. I know what it's like. <laughs> Fucking hell, the what? The Jim Beerman show. Oh, right. I've, I've, I don't think I'm aware of that. What's that? Uh, Jim Beerman, the guy who organises Beermageddon. Ah, oh, right, OK. Yeah, it's his to, uh, Top Rock radio show. It, it can get a little bit chaotic. It did three hours on there one night, and we all got a little bit pissed. <laughs> three hours. What did you do for three hours? Just like just just playing well, tunes. Played about played about six songs and talked the rest of the time. Brilliant. Fucking hell. They better not get me on there. That show will just be like ten hours. <laughs> hey, he's a good man. A good lad. Cool. Cool. Well, yeah. So you you must be doing um you must be doing a shitload of promotion at the moment for um for the new album. Yeah, we, we've um we've had we've hit a delay. There's been a problem with the manufacturing of the album, so. We've everybody's bought um, box sets. Have had uh, download code sent to us so they can download it, and the physical stuff will be them as soon as possible. Yeah, we're um, we've got a new video launching tonight uh, that should come out at some point today. We're just waiting for that to, to be cleared and that'll be done. Uh, got the tour coming up in May. 
some festivals and that over the summer, and then hopefully uh, some more gigs at the end of the year. Fucking hell! And <laughs> I, I was just thinking, uh, you, you said like, "Oh, we've had problems with the manufacturing." I was thinking, like, "Really? What? The manufacturing of the MP3s is, is, is fucked up somehow?" Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we, the, the digital side of it's fine. It's the yeah. actual the, the, the in the hitch with the printing process. So um, we can't print the t-shirts at the moment. So and the box sets come with t-shirts. So we've got to wait for those. Wait for the. To have that finalised before we have the cover artwork finalised, it's all sitting there ready to go. And then Danny was in hospital, our um, guitarist, who he it was all being organised from his workstation. Fucking so, hell! Uh, what's he, what's he going on with you guys? He's really ill, and we were kind of like, ah, <laughs> we can't do any of this because it's all on Danny's laptop. <laughs> so what? I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. What's um, what's up with him? Just uh, just metal overdose, I presume. Yeah, but he, he was he was he had syphilis. We had to clone him from his own testicles. <laughs> so had to shave him down. Now, poor Paul lad, he, he he woke up one day, felt absolutely shit. His wife's a nurse, so she she just said, "Now nah, I've got to get you to the hospital, mate." So he was there for a few days, having tests, you know, wires and everything stuck in him, and that was just we wrote in and asked him. That was a request from us. Can you stick lots of things in him? Yeah. And uh, but yeah, he, he seems to be on the mend now. We 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 saw him all yesterday. We were doing a, doing a bit of mucking about yesterday, so. So, well, without wanting to give any, uh, you know, give away his um, his medical history, is it, is he all right? Was it was it, you know, anything serious? He, he's, he's, he's all right. He's got to go back for some more tests. Uh, you know, it, it, it's uh, um, you know, kind of. I, I don't know exactly what was wrong, but they were yeah. worried for a point for a point. So, um, I'm glad they let him go home eventually because that just means it's got to be okay now. Um, but yeah, he, he still feels a bit rough, but uh, it will shave him. It'll be fine. Well, yeah, and and, and for anyone listening. Um, the the NHS does look after people when they really need it. Unlike Mike Portnoy, you cunt. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Yeah, no, there was none of that. He, he was ill. They they sorted him out. Yeah, none of this. Well, look at me. I'm a star. Yeah, he was. He was. He wasn't tweeting from his bed then. No, no. He did send a couple, He did do a couple of pathetic photographs of him looking really ill. <laughs> oh, well, uh, yeah, well uh, uh, that's that's more like it. Unlike that. So, uh, what what does Danny do in the band, by the way? He's the um, what the rhythm guitarist does a little bit lead, uh, but he's also our producer. Um, he runs HVR Studio. Um, he's produced Lock Up and Criminal Pentagram Chili, uh, Eastern Front, all that sort of stuff. Right. Okay. So basically, the main man. He's a good man. Yeah. Well, um, uh, we'll give him my best. I hope he's um, hope he's back on uh, uh, firing and all cylinders soon. He better be. We're on tour in three weeks. Fucking hell. yeah! You're doing you're you're away in Europe, aren't you? Yeah, we're we're off to Germany and Holland, and then back across to do six days in the UK, um, and then we've got a break because Danny's off doing some stuff with Criminal um, in South America, I think, yeah. and uh, then uh, once he's back, we're off to Scotland, uh, Spain, and we're looking at um, some <laughs> Scandinavian stuff if possible over the winter and. Uh, then maybe some more, hopefully, some more UK gigs around November, December time. I heard the, I love that. Yeah, we're doing Scotland, Spain. Uh, yeah, that's that, that's that's two countries right next to each other. You don't want to make you want to make sure you've got like easy. Yeah, we've got a break between there. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, and doing Scandinavia in the winter. You are fucking gluttons for punishment. Now we, we, we our first gig back, proper gig back, uh, was in twenty ten. And that was in Oslo in January. Right, nice. Uh, it was minus seventeen, and on one of those nights, my four-year-old was was um, was conceived. 
Right, okay. Uh, well, that's, um... <laughs> yeah, my wife came with us and it was really cold, so we decided we'd better keep warm somehow. And uh, somewhere along the line, a young, young, a young boy was born a few months later. <laughs> well, usually it takes me uh, it takes me a while to warm up and get into the uh, and get into the real deep parts of the interview, but um 6 minutes yeah, and 40 yeah. seconds that's a new mate. that's a new stop. record. We've got into you you uh, conceiving your child with your wife within uh, 7 minutes. That's that's pretty sweet going. Yeah, that's um, good. So how how yeah. come you're doing how come you're doing so much in Europe? I mean, uh, you know, speaking of something well, We always had a much bigger following in Europe than the UK in the 80s. So, yeah, UK kind of got a little bit saturated, didn't it? But we always used to get loads of stuff from France and Germany and all that. And um, there's a bunch of guys from Oslo who did Metal Merchants Festival. They've stopped doing it now. I mean, they all play in a band called Devil now. But uh, they were doing um, yeah, these, these sort of all their favourite bands. They'd get them on. So they, and they rang us up and just said, look, we really like your, your stuff that you did in the 80s. Can, can you come and play this festival? We ended up playing with Tank. You know, Tank were the headliners. Yeah. And, and, and it wasn't anybody from Tank that we remembered. <laughs> you know, I remember Algie Ward and that. It's like his blokes come off. I you were Algie Ward. But, um, yeah, we played with them and Solitaire and uh, Necromonicon. And the next night, Biffy Cairo played the same venue. as was that kind of place. Fucking hell. Wow, that must have been a bit of a... Uh, that was worth coming back for. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we had a, a, our mate Stuart from Newcastle. He, he'd been dying to see us. For years and years and years, he travelled over to Norway to watch us. That was the first time he saw us. It was actually in Oslo. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Yeah, he came up to us. He went, "Oh, I'm Stuart, by the way." I went, "What, what, what are you doing here?" Yeah, yeah. He asked a couple of see you guys. You know, that's a bit of dedication. Yeah, but to be to be fair, um, Os- you know, Geordies go to Oslo for the weather. Yeah, because it's warmer. Yeah, yeah he, he did stand there with no top on. Yeah, I could ma- offering everybody outside. Yeah, yeah, he painted a Sunderland shirt on. Uh, just for the just for the crack. Oh fucking hell! He's not from Newcastle, then, and he is not a Geordie. I take <laughs> yeah, it all I back. That'd be really taking the look, piss. Look, I lived I, I lived up there for two years, and you do not confuse Sunderland no, and Newcastle no. and Geordies and Mackhams. <laughs> That's one thing you yeah, do not do. Uh, it, it's a fake worse than death. It certainly is. It certainly is. But um, so I was thinking, right before um, um, before you called up, um, or before I called you, right. Is it my brain? Am I because I my 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 memory is all over the place? But did we only ever really do one gig together? Well, we did three. Well, thank you very much because I I think I I yeah. can only remember. Is it the Boston Arms? Yeah, we played the Boston Arms. We played the Hammersmith Clarendon, and we played oh. the Milton Keynes Wharton Centre. Right now, I remember I remember the Clarendon. Now you mention it because um, that was uh, that was that was. Fucking hell, that was a three UK band thrash bill, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, uh, who else was on that night? That it was, was um, well, Sabbath. Sabbath. Was it, Sabbath. Oh, no, was it Onslaught? No, it was Sabbath. It was Sabbath. Was yeah, yeah, it was you, us, and Sabbath. Yeah, because then we did the same lineup, um, played. Uh, no, it wasn't the same lineup, I played um, the Wharton Centre and Milton Keynes, because that, that was the, the football. We played football that day with Milton Keynes. Oh, I tell you what, mate. I think we played football against every fucking thrash yeah. band out there. Virus, DAM, you guys. You're all younger than us, though. See, we were old and we couldn't keep up with you, so we just kicked you. <laughs> well, believe it or not, those kicks were like kisses compared to fucking oh, virus. I know. We're southern pansies. We can't help it. Oh, mate. Vi- virus were were seriously. They their 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 goal was to make sure we weren't going to be able to play later that night. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, knowing Coke very well, I can imagine that. And Henry won't exactly like. <laughs> no, Henry, Henry used to Henry used to play in goal. Um, well, just to sort of block it up, really, and yeah. um, and and then come out occasionally and fucking half kill you. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that was his goal in life: was to hurt as many people as possible. Coke's Coke's calmed down a bit as he's got older, though. He's he's, uh, he's all right. I like Coke. He's a good man. No, he's a top man. I mean, we we bump into each other occasionally, and um, he lived over my way in London, actually in West London, and we, and we kept saying we go out for a, we go out for a beer, and it just just never happened. I mean, I'm pretty busy with the comedy and stuff, so um, yeah. But Coke's lethal when he's been drinking. <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> he, yeah, yeah, but he's really lethal. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, you don't want to get coke pissed and angry. It doesn't work. Right, I'll I'll make sure about that. Well, and, <laughs> and and of course, you mentioned there you might be doing some gigs around sort of November December time in the UK, which we can't talk about. Yes, indeed, we can't talk about. It. We can't discuss that one, can we? We can't talk about that. Well, I tell you what, we'll talk about it after I switch this shit off. Honestly, I'm turning into a, I'm turning into a right cunt because I keep doing this in interviews. I keep I keep mentioning stuff that we're going to have to talk about off mic. <laughs> Or then coming back on and saying, oh, we've just been talking about some really juicy shit, which we can't say on air. And it's just, yeah. I think you know, people are going to be like, for fuck's sake, I'm going to stop listening to this twat. Yeah, because oh, it's, it's, it's just getting them all teased up, isn't it? Well, I suppose so. I suppose so. But um, <laughs> So anyway, look, I'm, I, listening to the new album, um, which which I have, you know, um, it's it, it's... You've kind of gone old school, new school production wise, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, we we kind of we reached with, with the last album. We kind of went as far as we could with that lineup, and we and with that direction, we thought, right, let let let's try something just a little bit more risky, a little bit more vicious. And uh, as I say, Danny's produced Lock Up and stuff like that, so he knows how to get a modern sound. Yeah. But we also wanted to make sure it was as warm and analogy as possible. Um, so I mean, all the drums are live, apart from triggers on the bass drums, which everybody uses anyway, yeah. just to make them more defined. But everything else is live. Yeah. So that that, that is the drum sound, and uh, yeah, everything else was going through proper tube preamps, nothing just digitised. So yeah. So we just went for it, really. Cool. No, so I mean, it, it, it's a nice, it's a nice, it's a nice mixture. Which, of course, I'm no doubt you'll be playing through a Pro Tools rig and just miming along to it live. Oh, of course. Well, that's the plan. Yeah, we've got, we're all starting to practice against the click tracks, yeah. and, uh, and we're away. No, I, I mean, if you, have no, you... We, we, if I had to play it on a click track, I'd go wrong. I can't keep in time. That takes me sort of fifteen takes per song. Yeah, um, but, but yeah, no, but... We, we've got a, a sort of good uh, sets lined up with a mix from stuff right from uh, Craig and Hate all the way through to the new albums. So playing something off everything. Oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. And, and the reason I mentioned like playing along, you know, to the album, etc., is um, have you come across yet? Because I, 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 it's it's kind of it's been brought to my attention. I'm maybe late to the game here, um, and uh, w- within the industry, I've spoken to a few people about a few bands that I know for sure who are um, uh, who are basically um, well, virtually miming their um, their their live sets. The only thing that's live is vocals. Uh, lead vocals, solos, yeah. and drums. I have heard that. I've actually there's been some stuff where it's actually everything but the vocal is live. Right. Uh, on, on the song, on a on a few bands, um, particularly stuff with some of the old late seventies, early eighties, Dave Lee Roth kind of people. Um, can't do it live anymore. 
Well, like, well, the weird but, thing but, is that I, that I, that the stuff I heard was well, one band in particular who are you know who are you know just a contemporary. They're not they're not particularly old or anything like that. And um, uh, and it basically you know their management their management was like, look, this is what everyone does at your level. This is what you have to do. Um, yep. And uh, and I was talking to a a, a a manager recently who basically said that if you know if you go to a festival and you're looking at main stage, he said pretty much anyone, pretty much everybody on the main stage will be using some form of uh, of backing track, and the further you go up the bill, the more it's the more backing track they're using. The thing it's funny you say that because when you were saying about um, in our day, um, it, it does make us sound like you know a couple of old cunts. But um, oh, we are. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, there is that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Um, Back in the day. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm I'm Peter fucking Pan, me. Right, I'm fucking twenty one, going on twenty two. <laughs> I still wonder why they let me let me drive a car because I can't possibly be old enough to drive a car. I, I well, I'm I, with you there, one hundred percent. Well, the thing, the thing, but the thing is, when we sound like you know, we do sound like old bastards. But um, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to do. Well, I'm going to do a bit on the podcast um, uh, about this, so I don't want to kind of go over old ground. Or but for me, what always set metal aside from other kinds of music and gave was integrity. And yeah. um, and you know, when you were at school all those years ago, you could turn round to people who take the piss out of your long hair and 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 the the patches on you know, your your leather jacket or your your school bag or whatever, um, and and you'd go, well, yeah, but at least they can fucking play properly. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. Everybody that everybody that you know, all the bands that you like, like mainstream music and pop music on top of the pops, oh, they're all fucking miming and all the they can't do it live. Whereas that's what always separated metal mm. from everything else. And I just think that that. That and the integrity of the music—it's it, just—it will be so sad if we lost that. Definitely, I mean, uh, you know, like them or loathe them. I think Venom came up with a really good phrase when um, when they did the Ultimate Revenge tour, and I was like, you know, we're going to go on stage, we're going to make mistakes. We know we're going to make mistakes, but we're going to go out there, and you're going to have an hour and a half of absolute mayhem, and you're going to go home exhausted. And that, and, and that, you know, integrity, honesty—they went on there, they made loads of mistakes, but people enjoyed them. Um, but he's now is this, this quest for perfection, and that isn't. I never thought that was what metal was about. Was about it was about the, the whole thing of being there, and like you say, the integrity of. I might have made a cock up there, but I'm playing the bloody thing. Well, you know? yeah, and, and, but also, who the, who the fuck wants to rock? Who the fuck wants to go to a gig and and hear the album CD perfect? I mean, you know, or your MP3 you may as well perfect. Sit at home and watch a video. Like exactly, that. and that is, yeah. and that's my point. But then again, that that would appear that. The, the 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 punter of uh, of today doesn't want to go along and hear the live interpretation of the album. They want to hear the fucking album, note perfect. Yeah, which is which is sad because the, the whole concept. I mean, think is then if you get a live album, it's, you might as well not have a live album. Yeah, you might as well, well mind just, you, have, just put one with some some, some uh, canned cheers between tracks. Have you heard any bits of the live Van Halen album yet? No. Right, because you really, you really do not want uh, that live album. That's for sure. Oh, 
Uh, no, it's very sad. It's very sad indeed. But um, yeah, but no, no he's, he, he's that kind of thing. I mean, you listen to a good live album, stuff like No Sleep Till Hammersmith, still one of the best live albums of all time. And there's mistakes like hell on that. It's, there are bits of it. It's indecipherable, but it's an incredibly great album. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm not that. I'm not that fussed with live albums. I, I never have been. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's just that it's it's weird that the the whole concept of what people how people want to enjoy music not just listening to it in their own homes but even how they enjoy it live it's just it's such massive changing times we live in the fact that people will go to a gig and they want to hear the album absolutely perfect as they were listening to it that day it just it does my fucking brain in yeah yeah we we do our our live stuff yeah it's going to be pretty similar to the album but I can't do that. That maintain. I mean, obviously, there are there are other vocalists on the album. I have to. I'm not standing there trying to imitate them. <laughs> it's, you know, it's just me and if, how I feel on the day. On the day, ah, and, and, now we, and we put bits in and we piss about and we have a bit of a laugh. That's the whole point. Well, now it's it's funny you should say that because um, you've got a you've got a song on the new album that is a veritable who's who of the UK thrash metal scene, apart from fucking <laughs> someone. Yes. Now, you bastard! When when we put that all together, <laughs> it was the bands that were still going. Oh, it's like that, is it? Yeah, oh, it was. Oh, it's about it's about us being there in the eighties and actually still doing it now. Right. Okay. Fair and enough. And at yeah. that point, a certain someone wasn't doing it. Ooh, I've been bitch slapped down now, haven't I? <laughs> hey, fucking hell! Right, look. And and to be absolutely fair, you just done something with Suicide Watch, and we didn't want to steal their thunder because they're lovely guys, and we just thought, well, that would look a bit. Sort of like we go. Oh, we've done it. We can do it too. Oh, no, that's, <laughs> that, that's that is that's fair. That's very nice. And um, and and I I am uh, pretty much a fucking renter mouth for anyone listening. If you're in a band and you want me to guest on your album, <laughs> yeah, we just saw work's been done. Let's not do that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's just a whore. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically. So any bands out there, just get in touch and uh, I'll fuck up your album for you. Um, yeah, no. But, um, so, so, yeah, but, but when we do it live, if you're around, you know, there's, there's, there'll always be a slot for you. Oh, th- oh, thank you very much. That sounds, uh, yeah, that sounds vaguely sexual. Um, uh, very well, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, we, uh, look, the um, the album that you, you know, you've obviously spent a lot of time uh, working on it, and you said you want to kind of, you, you wanted to just sort of up your game, as it were. Um, yeah. And are you happy with it? You feel you've done that? I mean, well, you're not going to say you're not, are you? <laughs> no, well, no, but 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 you know, absolutely honestly, I mean, ID even when that came out in 2013, it was um, it was a concept album. It was quite introspective. It had quiet moments. It, it it was quite it was very politically overtly political, and uh, I mean, it even had performance pieces on there that weren't even songs. And we thought, right, we we've done that. Been not not been it, but been 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 that. We're not, I don't want to do it again. So let's do something that's absolutely stripped back. Songs, bang, 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 bang. Punch you in the face for two and a half minutes and leave you wanting more. So we kind of cut down the length of songs. I mean, there's stuff in there for two and a half minutes, three minutes. So there's not much over five minutes on the album. Yeah. Just so let's let's just hit them really hard, really fast, and then then go leave leave them bleeding. Yeah. I think we've done it. I, th- I think that we've kind of kind of managed that. Well, absolutely, and I think there's no better time. Um, for you to uh, to introduce the title track of the album, and I'll uh, I'll blast that, and then we'll have a bit of a catch up. Awesome. So you you're going to be listening to Anti Social Engineering, uh, which has myself and and um, the guy from 
Anton Resnick, I'll get his name right in a minute. Anton Resnick from Criminal Pentagram and Lockup on Guest Vocal. Awesome. All right. Well, um, we'll we'll, um, we'll play that now. Twenty-two minutes. Uh, I'm just trying to remember. Twenty-two and a half minutes. That's where I've got to put the edit in. Um, <laughs> right. Um, so the, um, the. I mean, you. You guys, as you said, you be. You're, you're kind of bigger in Europe than than you were over here. Um, and you've you've kept going pretty solidly. Where, how long were you kind of um, defunct for? We split just at the beginning of 1990. Um, due, uh, I would say due to musical differences but now Mark the um, original guitarist just had enough we'd been let down we hadn't been paid for four years um, we were just nothing was going right and he just got fed up so he said right I just can't do this anymore and uh, so we tried till the middle of 1990 with a different lineup, but uh, it just wasn't working it wasn't there so we split and um, in uh, 2008 we got a call from, uh, well, a call, we got an email from um, a Japanese record company wanting to re-release the first 12-inch we did, Path of Destruction, on CD. Um, so we sat down, had a chat. We, all of us were 
coming to the ends of other projects, and we thought, right, let's let's get together. We'll we'll, we'll let them do this 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 CD, and then we'll sit, have a couple of rehearsals, see if it clicks, and it did. And it ended up the first session of that we'd written two songs that went on the 2010 album Scorched Earth Policy. So um, yeah, we were so we were kind of defunct from mid 1990 up to 2008. So you, so really, this is, you know, I mean, you're talking to somebody here who obviously is like, you know, looking forward to getting back and playing our, you know, first gigs for fucking centuries, and um, yeah. and and you've got, you know, you've been back for fucking hell seven years. Yeah. So we and worked, worked really hard on it because it was it was quite difficult. We, you know, 2008, the um, two 1980s albums got re-released, and we were just buggering about and really started hitting our stride and um, got the album written quite quickly, got a new another guitarist, and I went over to bass because I could handle four strings better than six. And, um, you know, it, it just made sense because our original bass player weren't interested and I just thought, well, you know, I'd, I'd rather do the bass because, you know, that just looked like more fun. And uh, so took over on that and uh, got another guitarist in, Todd, who's still with us. Uh, Mark left in 2013. And Danny had just produced iDeviant and um, said, well, can I be your new guitarist? So we said, yeah. Um, so all sort of came came back to life. Yeah, it sounds awesome. It's great when you don't have to go looking for people, isn't it? Yeah, because we were thinking, oh, God, who are we going to get in now? Because, yeah, Mark was, had been with us since 1984. And, um, yeah, and he'd written quite a lot of the iDeviant album um, and, and he'd, he'd quite a lot of control over it, which isn't a bad thing. And uh, when he went, I was kind of like, where are we going to go? What are we going to do? We didn't want to split up because we'd, we'd built a following. You know, we, we're, we're reasonably well-known now, which is yeah, quite quite strange. But more, more uh, better well-known now when I'm nearly 50 than I was when I was 21. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, so we thought, well, we can't stop. And to say Danny just fitted in, because, you know, he's an, he's an excellent guitarist. He's a, he's, um, a consummate musician. Uh, he owns a professional recording studio. Um, which wasn't the only reason, but yeah, and he's also a really nice guy. We got on really well. This is kind of, you know, you're probably the same, mate. I remember uh, mucking about with Acid Rain in, in, in the 80s. You guys always got on well. Yeah. yeah it was like being mates. And, and that, that, unlike some bands where someone's drafted in because they're a good vocalist, but then, well, we don't like them anymore. We don't like them as a vocalist. Let's get someone else in. We didn't, we didn't have any of that. It was like, actually, you might not be the best bass player in the world, but, but we'll stick with you because you are a mate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that, I think that's the, another integrity part of it. And uh, so we all kind of, because we got on with Danny so well, it, it just happened naturally. And uh, the last album, the Antisocial Engineering, is the result of that. And uh, how we say, we're really pleased with it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's um, it's definitely the sound of a band um, kind of really enjoying what they do, finding an almost... Uh, I don't want to say finding a new direction because it's not that big a departure, but it's certainly getting a second wind. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, it's a bit of a rebirth, I think. Um, Ooh, yeah, it, rebirth, it, it, second wind. It, it's like uh, you say with the, with the last album, it was a very introspective. It, it sounded like the end. It was. It was your. Mi- it was your misplaced childhood. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. It sounded like that's it. That that that's as far as they're going to go. And then in the way it was, I say because Mark then left. And we thought, right, well, we, we, you know, we could carry on flogging a dead horse with that one, or we can go into a different direction. And as Danny's come in and been, been the main songwriter, although it's still, you know, still us, we still put darts in, it's just given it a little bit more, like you say, a, a, a more youthful feel, I think, and a bit more 
um, aggression and, and viciousness because he's always been a, thra a thrash band, Exodus and uh, Violence, that kind of 80s U USA thrash stuff. But then, and he's, so he's written like that, and we've pulled the more UK heavy feel into it. So I think it works well. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I mean, I was, I was, I was quite surprised. I don't, I don't know what I expected to hear, but I didn't expect to 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 hear the way the album sounds, and it's um. That's cool, man. Like I said, it's a it's a good mix of uh, of old school and new school. Uh, you know, certainly that's, sound wise. That's great. That's exactly what we wanted. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, you've got you can't you can't just um, you can't just stick to the old ways anymore. As much as um, um, as much as you know, I was talking to a producer recently and saying that you know, ideally, um, when we go back in the studio, which um, which we're hoping to in June, um, just for we just I just want to put one song down so people can hear yeah. the new hear the new the new sound and the new and the yeah. new guys in the band. Um, and and we were talking about like you know not wanting to use you know Pro Tools and and you know basically record it old school way and all the rest of it. And he was like, look. Great, uh, you know, I really admire your, um, re you know, really admire your uh, your ethics and all the rest of it. But whatever you do, don't fucking do that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I, I can let Doug Serious come up from because you you can almost tell, especially if it's you know, I mean, the whole like, I mean, we use Pro Tools, absolutely use Pro Tools, just to, so it, it can be edited if it needs to be edited. But yeah. you know, it's a case of it, it gives you so much more scope. Cause I can remember when we recorded Ultimate Desecration in '89. It took hours of splice and tape. Yeah. Hours and hours of it. Yeah, it yeah. sounded great. But we could have done that in minutes. Well, I, <laughs> you know? well, I, I remember doing... I remember we did a mix. We did a mix of... Um, Lost, all I see, lost in it lost in solitude, and the end of the fear, which I think in total is about fucking ten minutes or something like that. And yeah. to, and to do a mix on that, um, you had sixteen tracks. And that means you've got sixteen faders, and you know you've got they they've they, they nearly all change apart from the sort of drums you've got like little solos are going to come in here and little bits of, and literally yeah. you know you have to plan all that out. People just wouldn't fucking believe it now. If you're listening and you don't believe it, it fucking happens. No, no, tell me about it. Yeah, and you'd, you'd have to write it all out, wouldn't you? And then and then there yeah. would, the whole band would help mix the fucking song. Yeah. Yeah, I, we've done that. We go right. I'm on faders four, five, and six. Yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm down this end. You're down that end, right? Okay. Yeah. Move this up, and you've and you've written little chalk marks where the where the faders got to move up and then move back down yeah. to and and then, and then the, the sheer delight and and and, and when they invented motorised um, desks, flying faders. Yeah, yeah. Watch the faders go up and down. It's like, oh my god, there's a ghost <laughs> in the room. It's a poltergeist. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you know, kids don't know they're born nowadays. Oh, and we're back to a couple of old cunts. Yeah. But, but if you think about it, I mean, what, what we us guys produced in the eighties. Uh, I don't know if you've listened to Cremated uh, Three Minute Warning album. Uh, no, I haven't. It's a, no. it's a great album. It's really it's, it's got a better production sound than we had in the eighties, and it was done in Pete's bedroom. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's <laughs> insane. Know, it's, it's insane. That, that's the, the whole difference you get now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, by the way, I need to thank you without giving anything away. I need to thank you for putting me on to um, to who uh, well to who is now Acid Rain's um, uh, bass player. Um, good man. Thank you very much for that. I mean, the weird no thing. The he, he deserves a good gig. Well, the weird thing is, <clears throat> yeah, instead of being stuck in that shit band he's in at the moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, the um, the one thing that I, um, I was kind of like I, I was struggling for um, for for filling the bass position and thought, God, they, you know, 
there's got to be somebody out there. And, and, and just one day, I kind of like, I just looked at my phone and I thought, right, there's got to be somebody in here that is going to be able to steer me in the right fucking direction. And I, I just scanned through my phone really quickly and I got all the way down to S, saw you and thought, he's bound to know someone. And, uh, and that was it. That's as difficult as it was. You know, one message to you, one suggestion from you. That was it. Job done. That's how it works, mate. I, I, I knew that he, he needed the band, and I, and I thought, well, I know he's good. Yeah. And I know he loves your stuff. Yeah. So he kind of sort of dovetailed quite nicely, and I knew he'd, he'd suit you guys live as well. Well, it's, it's, got, it's, it's a, got a great awesome. look and a really good attitude. No, it's, it's, it's awesome, mate. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a match made in heaven. You're, um, you're really our, um, you're sort of, um, you're a sort of uh, heavy metal um, base dating agency. I am. I've, I've started. I'm going I'm to start charging next. You know. Yeah. Anybody who wants so, so join, join my website for ten pounds, and we'll promise you a, a base experience you'll never forget. Yeah. Yeah. That, or a debasing experience you'll never forget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, have you um, have you got any um, uh, gigs lined up with any of the old school bands? You got because um, I know. Did you have, have you played with DAM? Um, yeah, we, we played with DAM a couple of times. Um, lovely old, lovely fellas that they are. Yes, um, yes. I think. Are they? Did they I say? Is it me? Viruses in Spain. We're playing with virus. Is it me, or do DAM sound better now than they did back in the day? A lot better. Yeah. Jace's vocals aren't as um, whirly, twirly. I mean, his vocals are much, much grittier now well I think well it, as as happens with us all you as you get older you can't you, you, you're not as high but your voice is, has filled out and, and settled well the rest of you's fucking filled out as well but um, yeah but, I can't but, help that yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, the, but your voice is, is is filled out and and it and it's kind of found it's, it's natural place in the world if you think when we were shrieking our nuts off it wasn't that many years after our voices are broken you know it, no, it's, that's true that's it, true it, and and it, it so, makes all of the difference. That's why we all tight trousers to keep it up there. Well, I rem- I remember being recording obnoxious and and Stilly Harris, the producer, had a Clark Technic graphic in, and he had it set up. And Colin Richardson came through the studio and he goes, Colin, he goes, yeah, he goes, have a look at this this graphic. And he goes, oh right, right. He goes, um, what do you think that's set up for? What do you think I'm using that on? And he went, um, bass. And he went, no. And he went, um, some of the drums, no. Guitars. No. Well, it can't be vocals. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it was. It, yeah, it, 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 it's different now, <laughs> Yeah, it was just. It was just. It. It was to fill. It was to fill my voice out. It was to fill the bottom end of my voice that just wasn't there. Yeah. It's there now, but it wasn't there then. No, I don't think things change. I, I when I remember the first stuff, I had to sing like that. That's the only way I could get my voice heard. <laughs> I'm a bit. I'm a bit disappointed that you haven't done the entire call like that. Yeah, I oh know, I can't do the entire call like that. It <laughs> the children. You said they were asleep. Well, not all of them. I've got eight. Fucking what? I've got eight kids. They're not all asleep. Are you, are you, are you some sort of gypsy, sir? No, no. What it is, is we have to put a disclaimer out to all our gigs that, that any females in the front row, if they get yeah. almost sweat and become pregnant, I have no responsibility for that. You are three short of a football team. I know, you know, we, we decided to stop at eight, it, it, it kind of, I mean, my, my poor wife, uh, I will say that they're from two different marriages, but they all, they all live with me, apart from my oldest son, and my oldest daughter lives on her own, so. <laughs> Bloody hell, that is fucking insane. Yeah, it got to be a bit insane, but it, I enjoy being a dad, it's great fun. 
Wow, you must be really fucking good at it as well, because you've had a lot of practice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I teach, I believe like my job, I teach parenting, so... Uh, <laughs> that is insane. I've got a lot of experience. I, I just say, right, look, you know, I've got eight, and they go, okay, we'll listen to you then. Ser- seriously? <laughs> my kids it, all tell you completely different things, though. He's so, a complete bastard. So seriously, um, so, what, do you, what, what do you do during the day? What's your, what's your um, uh, main form of income? I am, uh, I'm a social worker, but not one of those ones that takes people's children away kind of social worker. I'm a, I oh, work in a drug and alcohol um, uh, sort of centre where we look after families who um, have been affected by drugs, alcohol, domestic violence and stuff like that. Yeah. I work with dads that have been abusive and with mums that have been abused and uh, do all the parent work with them and stuff like that. Fucking hell, man! That is awesome. That is that's. It's a lovely job. It, uh, it sounds like it could be a horrible job, but it's, it's got a lot of um, satisfaction in it. Yeah, yeah. I, there must be a, a great deal of pain as well at times, though, where you see a huge amounts of pain. I mean, I'll be in tears sometimes over it because yeah, you, you've got to be human. Yeah. But I think the thing is, it, it's given something back. Um, I really, you know, I, I just think I'm, I'm blessed that these people will come and work with me, and, yeah. uh, they, and I'm given a lot of, uh, you know, they give me a lot of trust. So it, it, it's um, it's something I, I'm really, you know, I really love. I don't get paid huge amounts of money for it, but you know, there's some things that are worth more than money. Oh Christ, yeah. I mean, the the look. If you enjoy your job, then the fucking wages are irrelevant. As long as you can survive, yeah. you know, and pay your bills, wages are irrelevant because the yeah. amount of people and out it, there. Yeah, and that's that's why I love the band so much because there's no pressure on the band. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, we, we really, if I didn't enjoy doing it, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. It's not something I've got to do, but because I love it so much and, and you know, we're, we're making a lot of people happy, that's why we do it. Well, yeah, and there is, it's, it's funny you should say that because, um, I guess I was going to say our time of life, but there, there is, um, the, God, this is two old cunts interview. I think I'm going to call this two old cunts. Um, yeah, I'm up for that. <laughs> the, the, uh, it, but, you know, you, you reach a stage in life where you, it, it does fucking dawn on you that life is just about happiness and that's it. Yeah. You know, there isn't anything else. Is There no, is just being happy. I mean, if, if, you, if you're going to go into the music business to make money, give up now. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell Don't yeah. go and get a job. Become a policeman. Do something else. <laughs> if you go at it with the sole intention of making money, you're going to become a very unhappy person. Yeah, very quickly. Because um, you might make lots of money, but you have nothing else. Hmm. You have, you have nothing else, and you know, I I know that I've you know that I've got my integrity. That I've never never sold out, never copped out. Always done everything the way it should be done. Yeah. And uh, and I'm happy. Yeah. I, I, anybody who meets me will say, "God, you're happy. How can you be so happy with all the stuff you have to do?" Well, what's the point in not being happy? <laughs> Well, yeah. absolutely, and by the sounds of it, you teach other people how to be happy, and then you go I out and make, best. then you go out and make people happy with the band. Fucking hell, you're just Mister Happy. Oh no, I, I should paint myself yellow and walk around with a big grin. Well, <laughs> well, either, well, yeah, either that yeah, or just yeah, either yeah, that yeah, or just yeah, fuck yeah, your kidneys yeah, up in, so badly. Back in the day when it was all trendy to be sort of quite morose, um, it's just like why, why bother? You know, I'd rather be who I am and just get up on stage and kick some ass. Yeah, definitely. But you've got to say on this podcast, kick ass. Kick ass. Yes, because I've had. Go the, up there and kick ass. Yes, because I've had the debate. I've had the debate on the on the podcast. Admittedly, I had it. Okay. Uh, admittedly, I had it with myself. But um, that's how all the debates happen on here. And um, but don't, don't you think it's cruel with donkeys? Though? 
No, um, because the well, the other one's cruel to asses. Um, and um, and the thing is, at the end of the day, something's kick ass. It's fucking kick ass, yo. It is not kick ass because it's just okay. it. You know, it, it's just too posh. It just it doesn't. Yeah. Have... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm from down south. And so my, my wife is a. I was like my wife's an ass person, but uh, my, my wife's from the Midlands, so it's grass ah. and ass. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> oh, does she? Does she? Does she do book and Luke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She that, does all that. Well, you can read a book. <laughs> that that does my fucking head in. That is that does. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. Keep... Her coming over to live in Suffolk was quite hard because she didn't know some of the phrases we use, like on the hook. Something's on the hurt means it's slightly on, on you know, it's, it's a little bit off centre. Yeah. She can work out what we said. And when I said, I'll be on the drag, she thought I was going to come back in women's clothing. <laughs> instead of just be a little bit late. <laughs> so the, the women's clothing would have been slightly more surprising than being five minutes late. <laughs> yeah, ever so slightly. Ever so slightly. Um, so you're down, you're down in Ipswich, aren't you? Yep. Because, um... I um I've I've got some um I've got some shows planned down in Ipswich. Um I will let you know when but well they're just where they're just being finalized at the moment. But oh, awesome. uh, myself and Keith Platt should be uh, should be coming down to Ipswich to um to show you all what's up motherfuckers. Oh yeah, well I, I should be there. Cool. Cool man. Well look, um let's um let's wind it up there. It's been um it, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, uh, it has been, uh, been indeed for me too, mate. Where, it's been great to catch up with you. Yes, yeah, sir. And where? Um, what dates? Do you, what are your UK dates uh, coming up? Um, do you want to give me a right, we've got. He says, thinking about this carefully. On the thirteenth, we're playing. Thirteenth of what? Chelmsford. May. Right. Okay. Thirteenth of May, we're in Chelmsford. No, sorry, twelfth of May, we're in Chelmsford. Thirteenth of May, we're in Wakefield. Fourteenth of May, we're in Birmingham. Fifteenth of May, we're in London. At the Black Heart. Sixteenth, uh, we're in Ipswich. Seventeenth, we're in Norwich, and then that's us done until June. Right. Well, get us on the guest list for London. I shall do that. Um, good luck with the Wakefield gig. What a shithole! Ah, oh, Snooty Fox. You can't say it's a shithole. It's a classic place. No, no, no. Wakefield. Yeah, Wakefield itself is a <laughs> is, 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 is a land of opportunity. Yes. For those carrying bricks and petrol bombs. But, That's it, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, 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 we've got some mates up that way. We've got um, Vindicator UK playing with us. And uh, we're on the tour with us. We've got the outside from uh, Berlin, who are a really good technical kind of thrash band. So. Oh, cool, man. That sounds awesome. So we, we do, we're doing the German leg with them and bringing them back for the British leg. Well, I look forward to seeing you um, uh, down in London. Drop me, uh, you know, make sure I'm on the guest list. I shall, I shall let them know. Good, because don't think I'm paying to get in. <laughs> <laughs> I say, what do we ask you? <laughs> Brilliant. All right, look, Sykes, great speech again. Um, I'll see you next month. Take care, mate. See you then. See ya. Cheers, man. Bye. Bye. And that's my old mate Cy from Annihilated. Um, I hope you enjoyed all that for your old schoolers, um, uh, a bit of old uh, jabber from back in the day. Um, as you might have known, I recorded that um, up north where I am at the moment, actually. Um, and I recorded it in the in the porch. That's why you might be able to hear cars driving past occasionally. So, um, so yes, <laughs> sorry about that. That's it. But, you know, you, you've, you've come to expect the fucking unexpected with this, haven't you, anyway? Um, but, um, yeah, uh, amazing, uh, amazing stuff. Eight kids looking after um just looking after eight children wow that's a job but then you know all the stuff that he does with um uh, with disadvantaged people and people uh, struggling with drugs and alcohol addiction that is 
truly amazing stuff um it really is and um so i you know i mean i'd imagine a lot of people listening have um have had their their various struggles from time to time and um and wow what what a what a top guy um and um we did actually then um that was a bit staged we actually stayed on the phone and had the conversation that we couldn't have on air and i do apologize about that and it for any of you who think get a bit frustrated with it, I can appreciate that. I really can, and um, and it, I, but it kind of it's it, it sort of comes with a package. I, I you know I, I I don't censor myself. Um, I don't edit, as you know, and all the rest of it. And I, I try and keep this as real as it is. And I'm afraid that is just me. But when I can, I will or I will come through. And and when it comes full circle and things come out that I can't talk about now, but they come out, I will tell you that this is what I couldn't talk about back then. So now you know if that makes sense. If you followed that, then you're you're a better man or woman than I. Um, but you, you know what I'm saying. It, when, when stuff does come out, I will actually, uh, you know, I'm going to be able to tell you, and I will say, by the way, that's what I was talking back in the day with Sai about and stuff like that. Anyway, fucking hell, talk about convoluted. Um, just finally finishing off. Um, uh, a a um, uh, I, I saw the Van Halen clip of. Uh, I mean, that is just fucking weird. If you haven't seen it, Van Halen playing on um, on the Ellen DeGeneres show and also on the um, uh, Jimmy Kimmel show. It's fucking embarrassing. I mean, Roth is hardly singing. He was never the greatest vocalist, but he's an awesome frontman, and he got by. He was great, but it's just like I don't know. He's just like he's been on the fucking happy pills. It's embarrassing, and I don't know. But I don't know about Eddie Van Halen's playing, but Eddie, as a parent, what the fuck? Are you letting your your son doing just turning into a big fat fucking slob on the bass? I mean, he's just he's just fucking. Oh, jeez, the guy's got eighteen chins for fuck's sake. I mean, bass players can be a bit podgy, as can drummers. Don't know why it comes with the territory. Don't shoot me. Don't go shouting at me. It's not my fault. That's just the way it seems to be. Yeah, it's the old people who can't handle sticks, six strings and the guys who like to hide behind the pile of wood. Don't know what it is. They seem to like the pies. But Jesus fucking hell. One guy is getting all the pies on that tour. Jesus, the rider is just pies and it's just Wolfgangs. I mean, imagine you've got a name like Wolfgang, yeah, and you're, you're carrying around 20 extra stone. Fucking hell. That guy has some issues, but hey, whatever. Um, not that I want to judge anyone just purely on their size. Um... Ah, oh, fuck it, who cares, jeez, if you're offended, whatever, what can I do about it, you could lose some weight, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so yeah, um, and finally, um, the Butcher Babies, don't know about how, mu- how much of these guys, uh, these guys you've seen, they're basically girls who like to perform with just tape over their nipples, not doing female in metal any favours, what so fucking ever, and um, uh, they've come out and said, uh, they've come out and said, well, you know, we want people to either really love us, or really hate us, well, guess what guys, it's the latter. Yeah, you're just dragging the average down. You're doing uh, women in metal, metal, in fact, music in general, no favours. Women in general, no famous. Please just fucking, just pack up now because you're a fucking waste of skin and bones. There you go. Never want to shy away from an opinion, as one of the recent uh, reviews uh, of this podcast said. Well, there it is. There is my opinion. And also, Nightwish. I mean, fucking hell. There's a woman where you want to say, why the long face? Um, so Nightwish and their horse face singer. Sorry, no, that's wrong. Um, uh, I, the, the reason I mentioned Nightwish is um, is they recently released a 15th pre-release video clip. 15 video clips prior to the album coming out. 
just fucking, you know, I mean, five or six maybe, but that's just fucking ridiculous. And while we're talking about it, um, Floor Janssen, for that is her name, yes, her first name is that thing you walk on. Um, Floor Janssen has said it's about time people stopped referring to bands as female-fronted. And the debate that took place on Blabbermouth, the comments below, were at times utterly hilarious and at times utterly Neanderthal. Um, uh, Both men and women just making fucking idiots of themselves. One woman claiming that um, women deserve respect because your mother was, you you, you were born from a woman. So therefore, I I mean, you know, it's tenuous at best. But 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 to be fair, she was just... She was a, a lone voice. Um, there was just a lot of really dickhead comments in there. Um, some very funny, I have to admit. Um, I, 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 I don't know. Do we need to stop referring to bands as female-fronted? Um, I don't know. And there was a lot of guys there saying, oh, well, it's a, it's a warning. People want warning that it's a woman-fronted. And I think that's, that's bullshit, really. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I, do we or don't we? I, I genuinely, I'm, I'm kind of like... I'm just a little bit in the uh, in, in the don't know common, which actually no, guys, it's not like me, is it? No, you know, this is a bit of a dip- depressing end to the podcast. The one person who has an opinion on everything turns out don't have an opinion. Um, so you know, write in and tell us, write in, tweet, whatever, um, and and it's uh, you know, tell me the opinion I should have, so I can tell you to fuck off and shove it up your ass. Um, look, guys, it's as always, it's a pleasure winding down now. Um, it's been, it, it, it always is a genuine joy to talk to you all. Um, I love doing this. Uh, apparently, there are some people out there who love listening to it because um, you know you're, you're joining in your droves. It's great. Thank you so much. Really do appreciate it um and you know i do this every every month and i say this every month because i mean it and i do i genuinely sincerely mean it i've loved having you along Uh, we've got some cracking interviews coming up in the future the uh, i did an interview with neil cooper drummer of uh therapy and the beyond back in the day um really good getting together with him um and uh, Michael, the bass player, came along as well, and it was really cool to speak to him. He was an Acid Rain fan from back in the day, which is mentally came at season the Rosetta Bar all those years ago. Um, and finding out that you know artists that you really like actually sort of came to you and really like really like the stuff you did is fucking amazing. So that was that was a great that was a great time. Um, and it kind of got curtailed. It turned it, it turned into sort of beers. Because their producer turned up and the bass player turned up. So, so anyway, uh, Neil and I are going to finish off that interview over the phone um, when they when they get back from tour. So, um, so that's going to be a two part interview, um, and that's going to come up later in the year or whenever whenever I get my shit together. Um, look, there's great stuff coming up. Please spread the word um, at gigs. Shout bollocks. Uh, bollocks back, talking bollocks, go into your friends' tablets, go into your friends' phones, and open their podcast app and. Um, Subscribe them to Talking Bollocks. If they've got an iPhone or an iPad, just chuck it in the nearest river or something like that and say, sorry, but Talking Bollocks, Howard Smith, Howard H. Smith told me to do it. Tell him I sent you. Um, guys, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, thank you very much for listening. Um, and finally, the final track uh, for you to listen to. Um, this is from the Antisocial Engineering, the new Annihilated album, um, rounding off a really enjoyable podcast to do. I hope it's as much fun listening to as it has been to do. What a fucking cheesy cunt. Enjoy Torn by the Tooth.